Street Fighters, welcome to the show. It's Sunday night, call-in show time. We want to hear from you. Let us know what's on your mind. The number to dial is 614-655-3887. Please call in tonight. Let us know what's going on in your world. Uh, let us know about uh, the, the activist things happening. Let us know about your dare officers. Let us know about your bosses. Whatever you got, we want to hear it. We're Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. Uh, I'm Brett. My host is Brian. We've been doing this for 10 years now, spreading this mess across the U.S. Uh, and doing it on the local airwaves here in Columbus, Ohio on WCRS. Check them out. Uh, add them to your radio. Or head to WCRSFM.org. Uh, you can find Street Fight Radio there. That is the largest archive of old Street Fight shows is over there. And they have a lot of other great shows. So if you're if a person that likes to dig around in interesting stuff, WCRSFM.org has a lot for you. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, we are pushing forward. We are going to wrap up, get motivated soon. Uh, we need to get more motivated. Um, there's big changes still happening in my life. So... That is kind of uh, put some stuff on hold, but uh, Means TV show is getting booked. We're going to start filming. Nick's going to be here in May, uh, and then we're going to get that down on fucking film. So we're moving closer to Street Fight domination of everything. Uh, we're glad you're here, and if you want to support the show, head to patreon.com slash Radio, where you can subscribe to a monthly subscription subscribe to a monthly subscription and get bonus content and just say hey street fight i love what you do um you know we got to keep this whole hillbilly family uh in business you know a lot of uh east siders are depending on you so please uh please consider signing up at patreon.com street fight radio if you haven't done so already uh how you doing brian i'm okay i'm a little tired today i had a Heavy panic attack last night. Right on time. Had one of the big boys. We need a last bingo night. card. One of the big boys happened on a Saturday night. Okay. Just trying to have fun. Saturday night's all right for frighting. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, yeah. Saturday night fright. It was crazy, man. Oh, it was a bad one. It was a bad one. My chest started hurting. Okay. Bubbles. Gas. Bubbles. Okay. And we had a, the worst dinner, too. Just a real bad one. A run of really unhealthy dinners there, like five days in a row. Okay. Yeah, that'll, that'll put a toll on you. And uh, my you chest started hurting. For that. And also throughout the week, I had noticed that my heart rate is on my watch. And uh, I started checking it every minute or so just okay. to see where it goes. And <laughs> probably hit, know, raises it a little bit too. Would be very fun. It would be smart to check that if I knew what a regular heart rate was supposed to be. But instead, I check it and say, that's too high. <laughs> you just assume it's bad? Yep. Every time. Every fucking time. I check it. 70? Oh, I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm dying. Yeah. That's too fast. I got to slow down. That's more than one a second. Yeah. And then, so when you're out on your walk, and it's, you know, 98, 100, 100 was the number mm -hmm. that would then make me slow way down and walk really slow. You thought you were like playing I with thought your life? I thought 100 was like holding a gun to your head, man. No. Until not. right before this podcast, when I found out that that's actually not. Yeah, for if you're active, it can be 114 and you're not dying. 
Yeah, I would suggest maybe take some of your TV show <clears throat> research that you do, which is very important work. You know, someone <laughs> has to categorize, someone has to know all this stuff. Put a little bit in that into like exercise stuff. Yeah. Like if you get on a treadmill, it'll tell you your heart rate and, and what range you want to be in like immediately. Not if you don't ask it. Not if you ask it not to, which I have done. Okay. I don't like to know what's going on inside my body at all. It but, freaks me out. And I'm uh, really doing you're, bad, you know? The not knowing is what's freaking you out. If you That's know, true. like, oh, I'm doing anaerobic exercise right now. Oxygen is refueling my blood at a rate of 120 beats per minute. Yeah. Like, then you have an answer. Well, I don't know how that works. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> I don't know it either. That's just some of the bullshit that I've read. Um, yeah. I did. Know, yeah. But I used to, I used to wear a heart rate monitor when I worked out and I would go to like 160 and shit. Yeah. So then I got over here and I'm talking to Brett and Jason about it and my, 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 okay. I've been putting off eating better for approximately two months. Like every week I say next week. I'm going to eat better. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the beginning of a whole new me. Yep. And then the next week, I don't do it. Yep. And I did that for two months about. I've been doing it. And uh, I got up today after having this heavy heart attack panic attack that I have. I haven't had one of those since I was 19. The the heart attack panic attack. That, <laughs> that sounds one, like a new new like menu item at Burger yeah. King. No, that was that was when I was 19, 20, 21 years old. That was my heart. That was my panic attack. Heart attack, panic attack, panic attack. Yeah, it was. Oh, bro, you can feel your heart beating. You gotta, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Go to the hospital. I went to the hospital several times for this over yeah. and over again until they finally were like, "Hey, man, you're 19." dude so just right i think it's gonna be okay you know and uh so having one this week and i i think it's a combination of a few things one it's the the seeing the numbers mm-hmm. on my watch that's one two dmx dying and being 50 and me being 42 right was like oh shit you know I forgot people die around this age. <laughs> yeah. He, he lived a different life, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Uh, um, he lived a harder life. He did live a harder life than me. So it was just kind of one of those things that was like. At, last night, I really, really, really had like the real deal kind of like I laid down on my back. I chugged water and I just like. I had to get my sanity back over and, and it's like, you know, people know I stay up late. I stay up until like two usually is going to bed early for me. And, uh, at a, like, uh, I had worn myself out so much with this panic attack that I went to bed at like 1150, mm-hmm. but then I got up at 11 today. So like, I really kicked my own ass yeah. last night. I, I w- went for, it. I took my medicine that is intended for panic attacks. Mm-hmm. It, d- it didn't work. Yeah, not for the heart attack guy. <laughs> no, uh, it doesn't work for any kind of panic attack. <clears throat> I have, I, I've had several different kinds of panic attacks, and it hasn't worked for that. But it, I don't have a lot of panic attacks anymore. I have anxiety. I call. I. I, I say there's a difference between that because there is a low hum of anxiety that I always have. That I just am kind of like dealing with all the time. Then that's the kind most of my friends are familiar with is my regular anxiety. But then a panic attack is that 
times 10. Right. And that's something basically Katie has, a few, uh, you might have seen one, Katie's seen one, where I just fucking am, I'm immobilized by it. Yeah. And uh, so uh, it's yeah. been a day. It's well, been a hell of a two days for me. Uh, my my other bit of advice here then is, uh, would be, you know, you're having a hard time coming to figure out how to eat right and what, what to eat and healthy oh, food no and all idea. that. I'm trying to, I, 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 I Brett, I almost hired a chef. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I was thinking, like, how much would it cost for me just to hire a personal chef? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you should take it, put it in somebody else's hands. Because I think that you need to know the why of it. You need to know the why. And this panic attack is a good why. It's like, I'm going to eat oats for breakfast with, like, some super fruits or something or have my smoothie because I don't want to have another heart attack panic attack. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have like a little piece of fucking salmon and uh sweet potato mashed potato. I'm not going to do that. Instead, because I that so like when you make food for yourself, it's like you have to do it because you care about yourself and you you're you know, you you're you are worried, you know, that you're going to die, but you you can take steps to like invest in your health to lengthen that time and you you know the why, that makes it a lot easier and doing the research and investing the time in it is really is a lot of like taking care of yourself and saying like, you know, I really want to treat myself better. You know, I've done so much reading about how you're supposed to diet. And then I walk over, I come over here tonight and I'm like, yep, I'm doing it, man. I'm, 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 I'm on a diet. And they're like, how many calories you doing, man? And I said one 1500. And they were like, well, that's not going to fucking work. And I thought 1500 was 300 more than I was supposed to do. No, you'd so be I was like, I'm being easy on myself with this because I don't know what calories things are. Okay, you know, and okay. I burn over a thousand a day. Okay, well over sometimes two. I think Friday I burned twenty five hundred calories. Mm -hmm. So like now I'm to the point where it's like, so what am I supposed to fuck? I don't know what I'm supposed to eat. Nobody tells you what you're supposed to eat, man. Okay. Nobody can just say, hey, dude. Just here's all the things you're supposed to eat, and none of them are candy. <laughs> you you don't think you have any idea of, of what you might need to eat? No, I don't, because I don't like salmon. And I here's what the, about plants? Here's things what plant, I don't. What like. about plants do you like? Here's two things I don't like that are diet foods that I think really they get my mind stuck. Fish, one, I don't like any of the fish except for maybe tuna on sushi, and um. The other one is eggs. And I sort of feel like every diet is eggs and fish. Like when people are like, hey, I'm trying to eat healthy again. Uh, I have four hard boiled eggs and some fish during the day. And that fills me up. It makes me feel good. And that's a healthy thing. Well, I'm not going to eat either one of those fucking things. Well, don't fixate on that. You, you have to find what works for you. Yeah, but you and you also you have to find something that you can't you can stick to because dieting is doesn't work Res for someone that wants to do what they want to do. You restrict yourself. Eventually, you're going to break your rules. You don't give a fuck about the rules. You will break That's them. True. <laughs> but if you can find a way to eat that is in your calorie range and it is with stuff you like, you know, um, yeah, you got there's probably some better decisions. You could switch up the recipes you already like, but. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll, 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 I'll so help many you. I will help you. I guess. Well, I almost had you. I, another big stressor I had this week: wedding clothes. Oh yeah, I paid for the. Uh, I paid for the uh, uh, Airbnb. 
I got a new car so the road trip wouldn't be that bad. Now I'm going to a wedding. And I didn't have the two major things on my list before the wedding. They're gone. Airbnb's paid for. I don't, right. have to, I don't have to pay for that anymore. It's already out of my hands. I don't have it anymore. It's done. So those were those were the two hardest things that were going to come of this wedding until... I realized it's semi-formal and I have to dress myself in a semi-formal way, which mm-hmm. I never do. Never. And then they were like, ask Brett. And I was like, Brett doesn't like dressing up either. You know, he yeah. told you told me when I first started going through this clothes thing, you were like, I had the worst suit when I did this wedding. I don't I don't know how to do it either. Yeah. So I had to, I figured that out on my own, by the way. I think, I mean, I, I really think I like uh, classy sartorialist type fellows out there that can dress like dandy and shit. I'm super into it, but I can't keep up with it. Like tailored fucking shirts and all of that. No, I don't got that kind of money and I don't need to be that. And yeah, wearing a fucking jacket in the summer seems fucking silly. Stupid. Yeah. So you know what I did? I, 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 I got my stuff. Okay. Okay. What do you got? I went in on it. I had to do it. I had to do it my way. Okay. You know? I couldn't do it the the Come way original. of uh, other people. I got a pair of uh, jeans. Okay. They're okay. I got naked and famous raw denim jeans. Bla- black. Uh, they are. I'm going to bring it over because there's I, another thing I need sorry, to show you. I grew up Orthodox redneck. And if you go to a wedding or a funeral, you got to wear black jeans. They're dark. They're not black, but they're like a darker blue kind of gimmick. And this is the big, I'm wearing boots. What kind of boots? Work boots? Just regular uh, Yeah, my Iron Rangers. Okay. Those are good boots, man. You know, you can't, you can't beat a pair of Iron Rangers. Okay. Western shirt. Wow, mm-hmm. that's bold. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's. I'll, I'm gonna bring it over to you right now. I saw a picture of it. You saw the shirt? Yeah. Katie sent it to you. Katie showed me. That son of a bitch. Sorry. Is it a good shirt? It's a good shirt. It's, it's a good shirt. It's a good shirt. No embroidery, right? It does have real. Embro- it's all real shit. Oh, I didn't see the embroidery on it. It's white embroidery. It's like piping. Yeah, piping. I meant more like I more meant more no, like. No, they said this is a good shirt to do that yourself on. You could get something embroidered, on, but I didn't. I just like the shirt. I like the black. Okay. With white. And it has the shotgun sleeves, right? Yeah. The long yeah. ones. Yep. Yep. That yes, is more it formal. It is. It's buttoned up. It's got pearl buttons on it. What What are you doing for the hat, Sitch? Okay, I've been thinking about this a lot. This hat that I'm wearing right now on here. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to do, dude? Put the, tell me a hat. If you're calling in tonight and you have something to say about a hat, let me know. I don't know what to do. I don't want to wear a hat. I don't want to wear one of those hats. Straw cowboy hat. That's Get a black straw Stetson. That could maybe work. Yeah. Just be like, ooh, mighty hot out here. And then you start fanning yourself a little bit. But then I thought about how I'm going to walk into this thing with a bunch of my old Groveport friends looking like a cowboy uh-huh. with the cowboy hat and the cowboy shirt and what they will think of me. Okay. And jeans. I'm wearing jeans. I'm just going to walk in there and fucking look like the Marlboro man. That's not who they remember me as. I was a hip hop guy. Well, you know, a fuck cool heavy metal hip hop guy. I, I've always believed come as you are. Dress however you want. It really doesn't fucking matter. They you know, should. Most people are going to do, do something, but you can do whatever you want. I'm looking up Black Straw Stetson now, though, because I might wear that, but I think that they will, like, I think they'll think I'm making a joke. 
You I know what I mean? Like, this motherfucker's joking around. I do like dress pants. Dress pants with a button-up shirt. When you roll it up three quarters, like, you look like you're about to close deals or, like, run the table at fucking pool or something. Like, I really, I, I, I prefer that to uh, having a jacket on. Yeah. I mean, I do want to wear a cowboy hat. A little bit. I thought, because that was the problem. I Is it a cosplay way? Semi-formal hats, right? Yeah. I was like, what's a semi-formal hat? And it was all like fedora, trilby. Yep. And I was just like, I can't. Th- I, listen, nobody from the internet is going to see me at this wedding. Get that the, is uh, a fact. But, get a kangle. Get one of those like climacool kangles that have the holes in them. They're made for like hot weather. You, it would look goofy with the Western shirt, though. Yeah. That's I think you got to go the whole. I mean, you got to be confident, man. Well, that's one thing I'm not. Uh-oh. Yeah. Maybe I'll get a cowboy, a straw cowboy hat. I don't know yet. I just know that if I walk in there with a cow, I might as well just get spurs and a lasso to put on my uh, belt loop, too. I thought about um, getting a belt buckle, though. No bullshit. I was like, I'm just getting a nice fucking belt buckle with my gun. This is your, the, you're, you're doing like, you're coming up with a new character when you leave town. Like, it's a whole <laughs> new Brian. <laughs> well, no. You're, gonna, I, you're just going to saunter in there, you know, bow legged as hell. <laughs> Well, I thought about it, and I was like, this could be something I wear for work sometime, I guess. Like, if we ever did, like, The Tonight Show or something, you gotta wear semi-formal there, you know? I came up reselling vintage clothes in the early 2000s. I love Western shirts more than anything. It's nothing more exciting than seeing the fucking pearl buttons, and it's a real one. It's like a triple Triple H ranch or whatever and all that shit. Yeah, I got a real one. I got a real motherfucking Western shirt. I, w- uh, I was settling for nothing less than a real Western shirt and a nice pair of raw denim jeans. Because, like, I, it, here's how I got there. Let me tell you how I got there real quick. Because I think people be interested in how I got there. First, it was Lennon suit. I was like, all right, I'll put on a Lennon suit. You know, I'll rent it. Maybe if they rent suits. Yeah. I don't know if they do that. Yeah, you could. But I was like, I'll rent a Lennon suit. I'll fucking pop that on. I'll go. And then I was like, ah, you know, I don't look good in a suit. I've seen it before. It's not. It looks a bad. You know? Yeah, I think that's part of it, though, is that everybody looks miserable. Like, everybody looks so fucking horrible in a suit. Like, that. it's kind of like, we all dressed up like fucking clowns because uh, somebody we know is getting married. You know, they're seeing... You look like a dummy. Like, two guys can pull it off. Then I was like, I'll do alt-country. I'll get a denim button-up shirt, a pair of brown, like, khaki-type pants, and suspenders. And I'll do that. Okay. I'll I'll do the alt-country guy look. I like it. Yeah. You need maybe like a Stevie Ray Vaughan with the flat, flat black bill with like the silver, (laughs) silver, like, you know, I don't know, whatever the metal work is that's on top, like a little belt. Yeah. You know. But then I was like, well, fuck, if I'm going to do alt-country, I might as well do cowboy. Because I love cowboys. Be one. I'm going to be one at this wedding. I ordered the shit and paid can, for it you already. Can, when everybody's dancing, you can run out there and take your hat off and do this. <laughs> and then like wave it off when people are dancing too hot. And you go like, <laughs> 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 They're going to think I'm nuts, man. It's fun. I love to wear crazy stuff. I've worn crazy hats all kinds of places. And it's mystery ruined it. 
with yeah. his pickup artist stuff. But if you wear a weird hat, people are just like so drawn to you and mystified that you can't believe you're wearing a weird fucking hat in front of everybody. <laughs> hey, bro, what are you fucking doing? It's my hat. It's my what fucking happened? sun hat. What happened to you, bro? <laughs> when did you turn into a cowboy? Rent? You should. I'm not even back into Texas twice. Now I'm like I'm a cowboy. Now I just come in. I come dressed as a cowboy at weddings. Rent like a, a Dodge Ram with like a a, a quad <laughs> cab to take to the wedding. Pull up in a gigantic like raptor or something <laughs> i should i should fucking just go full cowboy at the wedding yeah like i reckon you say i reckon a yep. lot yeah i reckon it's a good wedding uh, are we going to be doing any line dances tonight pert near <laughs> are we are we gonna because uh, like uh, maybe i'll do the electric slide when they do that oh yeah because cowboys love that yeah and you can put your you put your thumbs in your belt hook and <laughs> just get your shit kickers going yeah i could try that i could i almost bought uh cowboy boots in texas until i found out how much cowboy boots cost they're intense I mean, like, they cost more than the Iron Rangers, which I, yeah, to I, me was like a fucking life savings type expenditure buying those things. I'm going to save up, and when we go to Texas next time, I'm getting the take of us. I'm going to get them <clears> at the place. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cowboy boots are cool as fuck, dude. I found a $45 Stetson okay. from the boot barn, and it's straw, and it's it doesn't and it's black, so I would look like a villain. Okay. You know what? Maybe I'll get a fucking cowboy hat, dude. Maybe I'll just... Do, do they come in the same sizes as baseball caps? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Small, medium, large XL. Oh, they might have a elastic band in it. Damn it. That's, I'll never be able to figure out my size in cowboy hats. Um, but you're right, dude. I should. I should just fucking be a new guy, you know? I should cut, just be like, loose. you know how I do a podcast and that's my job. I'm in the entertainment business. I'm a cowboy now. I do like a cowboy podcast. We talk about cowboy issues. Yeah. <laughs> Eat a ton of salad. Just start eating healthy. You know, you know, be the person you want to be. Yeah. We're talking about cowboy issues yep. on the air. I fucking eat. I eat Indian food. So I'm like, a, I'm a hard to explain cowboy, uh -huh. you know? Yeah. You're a cosmopolitan cowboy. Yeah. 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 I'm a rhinestone cowboy. Yeah. Not yet. And will be when I get these clothes. Those jeans are nice though. They're nice jeans. I got some I really love nice ones. The nice jeans. A nice naked and famous. That's a good brand. Crispy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's That's a good exciting. brand of jean. Yeah. That's me. I'm I'm going back to jeans next year. After big announcement, that much money on jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I got them on sale, like for a lot less than they should have been. Well, that's so good. That was a big deal for me. Uh, like whenever things are on sale, like pants or shirts, in my world that I buy stuff from, like in uh, you know. The, the hype beast shit and stuff like that. Like when I buy that stuff, my stuff is always the most expensive because generally fat guys like me that wear that stuff. So like if you want an XXL or you want an XL or you want like a pair of 38 pants, those are the first ones. Yeah. They don't make as many of those. No, I think they make as many, but they sell them all immediately. Yeah, I think mostly kids are wearing that stuff. 
True. Okay. <laughs> well, I thought guys my age maybe wore some of it. Sure. You know? So, so like they're always out of those. So I was just kind of like uh, uh, seeing my size, size thirty eight pants was like, well, hello. Yeah. And then hopefully I lose a lot of weight and they don't even fit no more. Yeah. And then or, I got to get them hemmed. Or just be happy with who you are. Just exercise, eat healthy, and don't worry about your weight. Nope. Gonna worry about my weight. <laughs> That's just who I am. I look bad. I Brett did a TikTok of me that sent me down this path. Oh and, God! Uh, don't blame it on me. Well, I'm not blaming it, was it on TikTok. you. Why would you fucking? I posted it. It was a good TikTok. Why would Why would I blame you? Like you wouldn't know that it was gonna send me down a path. Nobody knows what's gonna send me down a path. But I saw a picture of myself sitting. I saw three pictures of myself, and they got increasingly worse. <laughs> As they went by, and I was like, all right, B-Man, it's time. You got to get back to fighting shape. You yeah. Know? So I'm going back to going back to my uh, old ways. You know, I, I had a bunch of vegetables for dinner tonight. I was like, oh, great. God, That's my great. mouth tastes like shit. Why? Onions. Onions Lots are great. Motherfucking onions. That's yeah, great. but now my mouth tastes like onions, mm. you mm. know, and hummus and garlic and... uh couscous yeah this is like a real not a brian dinner night and it's just gonna go that way all week hey this isn't yeah. a brian dinner you know i mean i i always uh also make a rule if i'm cooking vegetables if i have to add a bunch of fucking butter or cheese or any of the other stuff to to make them taste better it's fine you don't need to feel bad about that i do i do you should I, I don't want to do the butter let's it's open better this. than fucking you know it's Let, better than carbs and cheat and other shit. Let's open this before we take cows. Oh, yeah. There was a... Yeah, I don't know what this is. I and checked we the mailbox. Open it up Wednesday. Yeah. If you want to send stuff to us, P.O. Box 82306, Columbus, Ohio, 43202. That's the address. I'll say it one more time. For those of you who want to get your notes out, at open uh, P.O. Box 82306, Columbus, Ohio, 43202. Also... Before we do any, before we do calls, I want to say we just talked about me for a long time, but really people care about you right now. How's it going? How you doing, buddy? Uh, I feel real bad for my friend Brian because his best buddy's getting divorced and I just feel <laughs> so bad for him. He's just it's so rough for him. I just heard him talking on the podcast and it just tore me apart. Dude, <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that's crazy to the listeners. I got DMs from people saying, if you need anybody to talk to, let me know. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm fine. Like, I'm not getting divorced. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, the few times I was like, no, that's Brett. That, that's actually Brett. And then, you know, it was sweet. People were just trying to be like, hey, know. man. You it's know, fine. They thought it was me because I joke around about it a lot. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, oh, this is a, a knife guy needs a proper handmade piece, so I made you one. Hand forged 1095 steel, custom red and black handle, and copper pins. Have fun being a knife guy now. And this is from Rob Rosas, and that is uh, at Scary, S C A R Y M T N Wizard, Mountain, Scary Mountain Wizard. Let me look at this knife. Somebody made me a motherfucking knife, y'all. Yeah. I think I, I think I know who they are from the group. Oh they, word! Look at wow. that! Wow! Look at that! I'm not allowed to carry it. I don't think I could put this on my belt and carry it like Jax Teller. Yeah, right. That's perfect. Like this is sweet, dude. This is cool as shit. 
This is some forged in fire ass shit. It's beautiful. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. My wife is going to love it. Yeah, no hey, flicking. She, she's been using the Peter Steele blanket. She calls it the wiener blanket. Uh-huh. But my ass, every time I see her using it, and she's been wearing my hoodie, my uh, uh, typo negative hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Every time I see her using that blanket or wearing that hoodie, I'm like, ooh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I want to love you to death. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, this blanket has, uh, uh, for people that don't know, Tony from Minion Death Cult, uh, word is bond on Twitter, uh, uh, sent me a blanket that is Peter Steele of typo negative uh, uh, from the Playboy, from the Playgirl picture. He's holding his giant penis. And it's just like, it's sitting in my living room. I'm never going to move it. I keep saying I'm going to put it in my office. I'm not going to put it in my office. It's going right in my living room. If you want to cover up, you cover up with Peter Steele's huge hog. Yeah, that guy's great. Mob shitty. Um, I, I saw him do a uh, Sharpie, black Sharpie painting of th- a t-shirt. He did the cover of the Judas Priest album, Painkiller. And he even has like a tattoo machine yeah. that bounces the Sharpie up and down so he can draw and it makes dots for That's him. Cool. It's, it's pretty cool. That's cool. Mob shitty. M O B S H I T Y on Instagram. So you're you're doing okay though. Everything's going. I know you had a yard sale. Yeah, we did a yard sale this week. Kind of weird, but um fun. I don't know. Ah. It's a good exercise. I'm not too attached to my stuff. I whenever I get things, I always just imagine not having it anymore. Like I try to just get that over with so that when I'm not like, Oh, I really wanted that pan, you know, or like, I really, <laughs> I just, uh, I know I've, we've moved several times and getting rid of stuff is probably my favorite part of it. You know, uh, yeah, I, I, I hang on to a lot of stuff when you're just trawling through life, you have cargo nets that just scoop up bullshit that, you know, you need to get rid of. Yeah, I'm sort of the same way. I'm with you, man. I I, I like the part of moving where I get rid of stuff. I I used to move every year because <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. uh, uh, I went situations. What situations? Yeah, just being bad at. Yeah, because they won't let you sign because but- you, <laughs> you were so unreliable paying that they're like, you actually we aren't going to extend your lease. You have forty eight fuck. You have a uh, two months to get out of here. You got sixty days. That's true. That's true. Let's take some calls, man. Yeah, but uh, I'm moving. I'm uh, getting rid of my stuff this week. I'm going to be throwing everything out on the porch, doing a cyber garage sale on Facebook. Basically, um, I'll try to post about it. Maybe cyber. Yeah, but I, I am. It's, I am. I watched. Uh, I watched the Formula E race, which was pretty good, except for that it ended in a bullshit ass way, Mickey Mouse way. Uh, and then WrestleMania was fucking great, so I watched that. But I've mostly been. This guy watching WrestleMania. I, I've been, but I just have, I've been not wanting to move. I've just like, I'm waiting till th- this week. And then I can finally start doing things without having to worry about, uh, that my situation, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I did not watch. This is the difference here. I did not watch WrestleMania. I watched some woman show okay. this week with the wife and daughter about a, 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 a tech billionaire cool. that implants a chip in his wife's head. So that he can see what she sees. Weird. And uh, she runs away. And uh, I watched that instead of WrestleMania. So I, I kind of wish Look I was watching you, WrestleMania. Smarty pants. Well, if you want to see some great women in action, Sasha Banks, absolutely already a legend of wrestling. In the last 10 years, she's a fucking top five wrestler. Uh, and the, her, the match she did with that 
Belair? I Bianca know, Belair. Bianca Belair. I don't really know her. ETH. The fucking match was so good. I recommend everybody watch it. Um, I have Peacock already because that's where Ray IMSA is on there and Indy Racing is on there. and Ah, uh, that's why you have it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never got it. I probably will someday, though. All Some, right. Something will catch my mind. You ready for calls? Yeah, I cut myself with the knife already. Cool. That's a good one. Just letting everybody know. Dangerous one. Yeah. Well, I cut myself with every knife I get. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. Hello. Hey, hello. Turn it up. Yeah, crank her up. Hello. Hello. Hey, who's this? Oh, am I on? You're on. Sure That's are. you. Oh, hi. I wasn't expecting to go so soon. This is Molly in New York. Hey, Molly, what's up? Hey, um, long time, first time. Um, yeah, I was calling to, uh, so I was listening two weeks ago to the call-in, and I heard um, Marisol's call, uh, the welder who got hurt at work, and I have a similar story that I wanted to share. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm also a welder. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. Oh, so, um, so many cool welders yeah, listen to our show. <laughs> yeah, so here's my tale of woe. Um, so, yeah, I'm a uh, different kind of welding. I was working at a, a small fabrication shop in, uh, in Brooklyn, and we make, um, like, custom furniture uh, for rich people and a lot of, like, uh, retail display furniture. So we make all the stuff that like fry boots apparel hangs on and that kind of thing. Okay. And they're like flagship store. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, on, uh, <clears throat> on March 11th of last year of 2020, I, uh, I showed up at work. It was the morning and my job was to make a, a custom, like a set of custom light fixtures for some rich guy's house. And, uh, so I needed a piece of like a four by eight, sheet metal and the only one we, we had in the shop was uh like we were storing all of our sheet metal on this rolling a-frame a cart and the only piece in the shop like i needed a piece of 16 gauge and the only piece in the shop was behind this huge stack at the very back of uh, all the stuff that's like on the cart right so um you know it would take like an hour to unload the whole thing which would be crazy to do so i asked my coworker to help me like try and pull the one out from behind the back because it was like at the back of this two inch oh. stack of like dozens of pieces of sheet and plate. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So like he's pulling it and, uh, I'm like prying the stack in front forward with a pry bar mm -hmm. and I lost control of the stack and it fell on me and it snapped my femur in half. Ooh. Oh, and fuck. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like fully like dislocated fracture. And, uh, yeah, so I broke my leg at work last year. Um, and, uh, yeah, like there's a lot of, it was horrifying, but there's like a lot of funny parts to it. So like, it wasn't like immediately apparent that it was broken. Sure. So my, my, you know, boss comes over and like, he's trying to get me to sit up, you know, and like, I'm in shock. And like, I know that like something is like clearly not right with me. And I'm like, no. Nah. And I think he's like embarrassed for me. Cause I'm just like lying there on the floor and he's like, no, just, just sit up, just sit up. I'm like, no, nah, I really think that like lying down is what's right for me right now. <laughs> yeah, because you then, pass you know, out, like, okay. right? Like when, when I almost, you break a bone, you you like feel like you're gonna pass out. Totally. Yeah, I was keeping it really cool. Like I was holding, I was like deep breathing, and like you know, I was like, I know I'm fucked up, but I'm like not gonna lose my shit. Like it's cool. 
And he's like, he's like, okay, just try and sit up, you know? And then I like tried to like wiggle my leg a little bit. And it was like immediately apparent that it was like, <sighs> not all was well. So he's yeah. like, oh fuck. Like, <laughs> he's like, you're like broken. Dude, I, <laughs> so I, then he goes and he gets that. Yeah. I got to tell you, when I broke my wrist at my job, like I was sort of in the same place where I was like, Phew, and like nobody was around when it happened except for the two guys that robbed me who took off running <laughs> so it was kind of like i was like by myself and and like you do kind of get up and and start moving immediately but a crash comes where you do feel like i just i think i'm gonna lay down like i think i think it's time for me to lay down <laughs> yep <laughs> like, i'll just stay right here like this is good so then he like he kind of gets it and he's like hold on and he goes and he gets like to ibuprofen and come back <laughs> <laughs> like, like take these take these and it was like okay man like <laughs> whatever oh no so <laughs> like anyways um yeah then like the emts come and they didn't believe it was broken so they're like yeah so like yeah you think you're like i mean you know whatever i know like being an emt is a tough job so they're like yeah just like stand up you know and i was like well, that doesn't seem right, but like, you know, you're, you're the professionals right. and I'm ready to like put this in someone else's hand. So like, all right. And they, so they stood me up and like tried to get me to sit in a wheelchair. And that was like pretty immediately, like not the right thing to do. Okay. Uh, anyways, like, uh, the, the other like important, um, detail here is that I, I was wearing my, uh, an injury to all or gumball shirt. Oh, wow. <laughs> when the accident happened. <laughs> um yeah so anyways that was like it was horrible but like yeah i guess the part that i want to rant about is just like how bullshit workers comp is um so the accident was like a year ago and um the way it works in new york is like if you get hurt on the job and you get surgery then like um a year after the accident you go in for like an assessment where uh, they have something called like a meat chart, right? Like, so the, the part of your body that gets injured, like corresponds to a, what they, they call a meat chart that like factors into some equations of like how much, you know, what you were making. And, and then you can get like a lump sum from that. Yeah. And so I was like, I, you know, like I've had, I knew a few people have like gone through workers comp system and I was like asking everyone. And one person told me that like, the way they, they measure like your level of disability and like factor out your lump sum based on that is like the amount of atrophy. So they were like, well, when you know when the assessment is coming up, like you can try and work out the other leg. Like, <laughs> so I was like doing a creatine regimen to try and like bulk up my non-surgical leg in advance of this assessment. What? It turns out that's like, <laughs> it turns out that's like not really how it works. And they just measure um, the amount of like uh, like range of motion that you have left. So I'm like flexible, and I still am. Like thankfully, I made a full recovery, which is like the great part. But um, yeah, like I have all the same like thanks. Yeah, I have all like you know, it's like the range of motion is unaffected, and that like basically means that I get like zero money from it and things like like pain or like you know, any kind of like psychological trauma from the accident are non-factors. Right. And, uh, yeah. And you only get like, I think it's different, like every state, but like here in New York, um, if you're at 100% disability, which is what I was for like about six months, 
you only like your weekly benefits are maximum 60, 66% of what your, what your wages were. Do they take the like taxes out? Bullshit. Do they take your taxes out of that? Because I know mine was, the no. same. mine was 66%, but they didn't take taxes out. So I got paid basically the same thing that I was making while I was on workman's comp. I think I was on it for almost a year and a half or something like that. We don't have a meat chart here. You go to a doctor and he humiliates you. And uh, uh, you go to a doctor every six months, he humiliates you, and then you leave. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I think I got lucky, and I got a good, like, my surgeon was really pretty cool. Um, He used to be in the carpenter's union. He was, like, an older guy, so it was, like, he was, like, well, you know, we're going to, like, put a rod in here and two screws, like, on both ends to keep it from rotating. Like, you're a welder, so, like, you understand. (laughs) Yeah, like, that makes sense. yeah, and he did a good job, you know. He like Yeah, they put, actually put the two pieces back into one. What they do here is like they will trust you up to a point and then you get to a point where they have to do an assessment. And that assessment ends up being uh um that assessment ends up being the uh what am I trying to say here? That assessment ends up being from a doctor who does not care very much. And, uh, um, so like you go in and the doctor just kind of looks at you for two seconds and then makes a decision on the way out, but they ended up actually letting me go. Like they, they, he ended up letting it go on, like ended up letting the, uh, uh, workman's comp go on. Like he didn't end it, but I ended up sending a letter to the attorney general or some shit and, uh, probably got him in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with somebody <laughs> yeah. because it was so humid it was really fucking humiliating it was just like they brought me in he touched each side of my arm and was like all right get out of here and i left so it was really it was really fucking nothing it, it really sucked that sucks to break your yeah, that sucks to break a bone at work it's it's like the worst because nobody believes you either like that like i it sounds like your boss was cool like uh, my boss made me finish the job I was on. <laughs> I mean, the two aspirin, oh my the God. Two, yeah. two ibuprofen wasn't cool. What <laughs> the two ibuprofen thing wasn't cool. Yeah, I mean, but he was. No, trying. my boss is a piece of shit. Like, but yeah, he, he like I mean, it like the funny thing about the one of a few funny things about it is so like it happened like immediately at like right before the onset of the pandemic, and I think like in a lot of ways it was like probably more traumatic for my coworkers because they like like I kind of you like you kind of black out in a way from like, you know, just the trauma or yeah. know, going to shock oh, yeah. or whatever from the injury. So it's like, I don't like, I remember it, but it's like all a little hazy and it's like, you know, it like informs this experience that I had for, you know, the next six months. But like for all my coworkers, like they also like, they had to, when you break the femur, like they have to put it in tractions. Right. So they like, before I got any drugs, they like, you know, ratchet the two ends of my legs apart basically. Oh, Cause they can't have like the bone. So I was like screaming a lot. So it's like, I think it was like a far more traumatic experience for my coworkers. Yeah. Who, like <laughs> had to witness that. And then it was like a horrible harbinger of like, you know, pandemic times that then immediately. Followed. Right. Right. But, yeah. Um, I, I, I like, it's funny. Cause when I broke my wrist, I actually went home from work. I took a fucking shower and then I, I uh, um, hung around the house for a little bit and smoked some weed. And then I was like, God damn, you know, my wrist hurts. 
like, it was what? like, it still hurts. And I called like my brother and I was like, dude, my fucking wrist still hurts. Like I, you know, I told him what had happened and he goes, oh, that's, that sounds like something. And then I called my other friend and he was like, you know, can you move it? And I said, not really. No, no, can't be moved. And he was like, you should go to the doctor. So me being Brian walked to the emergency room. That was not to with my <laughs> arm above my head. Okay. And I got there. Is that it, to control your heart rate or something? No, because it does hurt less. If okay. you take the thing that's broken and put it over your heart oh. or whatever. So anyway, I walked to the emergency room and it was packed. And I was like, I'm not fucking waiting in this line. And I turned around and left and walked until I found an urgent care that then ended up you know, taking care of me. There was like nobody there, but I walked like six miles with a broken wrist over my head. Complaining. Yeah. It was so stupid. My, my break was so much less than yours. Cause it didn't like break an actual, like it didn't break an actual bone. It was like your wrist is made up of a bunch of little bone things. And it just turned one to the side a little bit, which, which, fucked it up for the rest of my life like my wrist is still fucked yeah. now i can't put any weight on it so you're i mean i was also old when it well, happened the crazy thing is that like it was it was super dramatic but like in a way i got really lucky because it broke like exactly in the middle and it was the clean break like it took a long ass time to recover but like yeah i can like fully walk and like run and stuff again still if it had so happened great. like if it had fallen on my knee i think i would be like completely screwed forever but yeah your yeah, knee like will get lucky in that way yeah yeah like your joints are, are like the place where it's like jesus christ you're you're really your your uh uh your your knees and your wrists and your elbows and your shoulders it's like those ones seem not to heal like yeah. like it just because I, I watch wrestling and like a lot of those guys if they if they fuck up their knee they're never the same again after that so yeah 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 that's crazy but th did you keep your job no that's the, <laughs> the other relatable oh, no. part to your caller from two weeks ago yeah yeah like so it was bad timing because like exactly when i broke it the pandemic happened and i also like didn't get any of the unemployment boost i wasn't un eligible for any unemployment benefits like you oh, know all my workers got the six hundred dollar bump and i was like because I was unemployment, I was like kind of the one category of <laughs> workers that like oh was out of work, but yeah, not eligible for anything. And then like when I was healed, it was like, well, there's no work left. God so, um, damn. yeah, I'm on, I mean, I'm on unemployment now and, and in the New York area looking for work. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, if you're in New York and you know anything that a welder especially can do, <laughs> Let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll try to hook that or up. other things. I'm kind of trying to not, I kind of don't want to weld anymore. You're living I'm that, trying to, you're living that Brian lifestyle. You know, you go to a job, yeah. you get injured and then you say, I'm never doing that job again. But you know what though? Mm -hmm. You do also keep the welding in your back. Like I always know that if I get canceled or something that I can be a cable guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah i mean that's what happens Canceled to people the cable in guy. my line of work is you get but you know what i mean like yeah. if you do go get a job and it ends up sucking then you're like well i can weld 
though, too, you know, which is a, a nice little thing yeah. to have in your back pocket. It's true. Yeah. And New York's Always opening useful. back up slowly. Maybe things will maybe things will start. I, I mean, it feels like New York and all that stuff are starting to to like really move. We actually got contacted by the venue we play there already, or we've talked to them about performing there already. So it seems like, Oh yeah. You guys are coming back. Mm, not yet. Yeah. But, uh, capacity rules have to, but basically, yes, we are coming back to New York someday, but the capacity rules have to have to be at a certain amount because it costs so much to stay there and drive there. Yeah. And all that stuff. We've never flown to New York. It's very yeah. weird. I don't know. I Because the one time we did a tour and the other time we were broke. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because we, we also stop off on the way. Pennsylvania. We can always hit that's, Pittsburgh or, or Philly. Yeah, that's why. That 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 one time we, we were. But that time we did it, we did a tour. Yeah. So doing a tour is like you're going to. And yeah. But yeah, yeah, we'll be there. We're gonna be in New York. I don't know when. I would venture to guess, but I, I remember in March of 2020, I said I can't imagine we're not gonna do any live shows before the end of the year. But I can't imagine we're not gonna get to New York in 2021. <laughs> uh, but again, I hope so yeah, I, I also I've seen you guys in New York. I brought all my coworkers actually from the job, <laughs> and we saw I think it, I don't know Littlefield or something. Yeah, yeah, I love we love that place. They're the nicest great. to us. Yeah, of all the venues we play, it's probably them and the place in Seattle that like oh yeah, clock out, clock out, clock out. That's what it's called. Yeah, that place and there are the places I think that we have our best relationship. Very easy to work with. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like just really a lot easy to deal with yeah. yeah but uh thanks for calling good luck finding a job is there a uh yeah something you want to uh boost if somebody can get a hold of you for a job or you know you can always if uh uh we can figure it out well yeah actually i'm trying to break into the scenic art uh industry so uh if anyone has any connections in entertainment needs a scenic artist uh, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Right. And, um, yeah, New York loves you. We're not quite out of the pandemic yet, but yes, it's like we're getting there and, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing you guys in in New York again live. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to my rant. Oh no, it was great. <laughs> Thank you for calling more women welders should call this show. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, like that's crazy that we have two welders that are women that listen to the show but yeah 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 that yeah also what's up to marisol and i hope that stuff's working out for her if she's listening yeah, yeah. hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> thanks for calling peace all right thanks guys bye bye yeah man those broken bones stories are really tough for me because i just have you ever broken a bone never 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 you will but no i'm kidding i i, I think once you get to a certain age but you're you're going to start like riding skateboards and shit again now because yeah, you're yeah. getting divorced. You're going to fucking go long board and boosted board. I'm going to get one of those boosted board and ride it down high street in the yeah. middle of traffic. Dude, I got your back. If you break something, I'll help you. Um, I, I have, um, I, I remember when I had, didn't have a car and I had to ride my bike in the winter and it was like, no excuses, Brett. You don't have a fucking vehicle. You said you can do a bike in the winter. I had all the gear. And I went to go to work and I, I go to around this corner and I hit a piece of ice and I'm riding a road bike. So I'm kind of leaned forward and I just go straight down and like smash my shoulder right on the ground. 
And I just immediately popped up and was just like, I, I probably just broke my fucking shoulder. Like, I didn't know what was going on, but I was just like, you just have immediately that response of like, I have to just act normal. Act if I, I just, I, I, I'm just going to stand up. Um, but when you are seriously injured, that's when you're like, uh, uh, nope, no, I'm going to have to lay down here. I hammered with my broken wrist after I broke my wrist because I was like, it's probably not broken. So yeah. I was just like, fuck it. You know, cause it was my dominant wrist and I had to hammer tacks into a wall and I, I hammered, I, I, I just was like trying to prove to myself that it wasn't broken. It's the same way when I get sick, it's like, I try to prove to myself I'm not sick. Yeah. Like that is like my goal. Right. And like, I just hammered with that wrist and I can still remember like the searing pain. Like you feel it in your head where you're just like, why are you doing this? Right. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, next call. Yeah. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what up? This is Kudzu gardens. Uh, how you all doing tonight? How's it going? Great. How are you? Great. Great. Uh, what say of Brian? Um, I don't, I'm not going to get into details here because I don't want to freak you out, man. But uh, actually, last summer I had a heart attack, not the most serious heart attack you can have. It was a widow maker. Um, and I'm going to tell you, man, there's no mistaking it. You can't just like, like, you know, when you're having a fucking heart attack, you can't just serious. sit down for 10 minutes and then drink some water and be like, okay, I'm, I'm not having a heart attack anymore. <laughs> I kept, I kept trying to go to sleep. I was like, I'm fine. I, you know, I'll take a cold shower. That'll, that'll make me feel chill. And I'll, and I'll just like go to sleep. You can't do it. Like your body's not going to let you. Okay. You're just like, yeah, you, you absolutely know. And, and you're, you're going to, you're going to be like, okay, something's wrong. Yeah. Physically, I, I can feel it. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, that one of the reasons is as I, as I was saying before the show is that I had been seeing my heart rate get up to 115 while I was walking. <laughs> And I thought that was like serious right. totally risk. normal. Yeah, I thought that was like I was at serious yeah. risk. So I had been every day for a week just freaking myself out about it. I mean, really what's going to kill me yeah, is the anxiety. <laughs> Absolutely, but, By the way, real Absolutely. quick. I'm, I'm just... Real quick, yeah. I, I just one second. I gotta. I I I will get back to you in one second. Somebody in the chat, because I can see the chat from my seat, asked how I jo'd when I broke my dominant wrist. You'd be surprised <laughs> at how uh, uh, how much you can figure out. You know what I mean? Like you can be pretty ambidextrous jo'ing. Sure, I bowled with that wrist, but but anyway. Back back to the call. I just wanted to let you know that you can J.O. with your non-dominant wrist. It's not wrist. That's not that hard. That's great. It's a good mental yeah. exercise. You should try brushing your teeth with your left hand, too, or your non-dominant yeah. hand. It switches up, creates new neurons. I've tried to become ambidextrous. Yeah. Have you ever Have you ever tried to become ambidextrous? Yeah, I wasn't joking there. You have done it? Yeah, I brush my teeth with my left hand a lot of times, or I'll try to write stuff with my left hand, or just try to cut things with my left hand. Yeah, I try to be ambidextrous because I wanted to be like well rounded. <laughs> that's something that's that, that was that like. Means. But I mean, that was I mean, like my thing. It was like I can fucking do, I can do the same shit with both hands. It's like the limitless pill. 
I'm well rounded. I can do paddle bat, paddle ball with my right hand and then with my left. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Where you're just yeah. like I'm a well rounded person. Think, I can do everything with I can do everything with one hand that I can do with the other hand. No, you know? that's I'm not, not only well-rounded. one half handed. I think I mean most people are one handed, and that's fine. No, that was, that's called one half handed. Okay, is what they call that, and that's not well rounded in your in your opinion. If you if you have a dominant hand, you're not well rounded. I'm not trying to insult <laughs> most people because Everybody. I'm not well rounded. But uh, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay, that's well rounded. Both hands, <laughs> if you say so. Well, I, all cards too. Brian, I think it sounds like you. Sorry, go ahead. Brian, it sounds like you really overcame that situation. So I did, (laughs) but, but are you okay now? Are you, are you doing better now? Yeah. I quit smoking cigarettes. I still smoke weed. I mean, I'm only 36, man. It was a, it was a big life changing moment. You know, I'm trying to eat better and, um, (laughs) you know, I don't, I don't do any like crazy drugs anymore. I, you know, the only thing I do is weed and, and occasionally acid, um, and then that's that's about it, man. I'm on like a, about seven medications now, and trying to get my uh, health in check. So it's well, tough, man. It's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to do. Good luck, man. I'm trying to do the same thing for for just because I had a panic attack about it. <laughs> right. I'm trying to head it off at the pass. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I'm calling in with some landlord troubles, man. Uh, Oh, what's going back on? In December when, man, my shitty landlord back in December, you know, he sent like pictures of me at that protest and my partner and was like, you know, making us think about, it. well, I started, I started canvassing, uh, other tenants of, of his. And, uh, one of the, one of the folks ended up, turns out that, uh, he was, um, he was renting a property illegally. He had a bunch of code complaints on, on this one property that was rented to somebody. He wasn't even supposed to be renting it to him. Um, so he's in a whole bunch of trouble for that. Um, but he called me up on Tuesday and was like, Hey, are you talking to my tenants? And, uh, you know, I kind of cut him off. I was just like, man, you know, I was like, it is my right to be, first of all, I said, what are you doing, man? Are you calling your tenants to see if they're talking? You know, because that seems like a psycho thing to do. It's weird. And I was like, well, yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's very paranoid. So I was like, uh, well, it's my right to talk to other tenants. And uh, in fact, it's my right to form a tenants union. And anyway, we got into it back and forth. I didn't cuss or anything at him. But like, it was the first time I really stood up to him. as like, hey, man, fuck you. You can't treat people this way. And he gave me 30 days. I mean, he gave me a verbal 30 days. I don't know if that's to get out the real deal or not. I haven't got anything in paperwork, but he's like, yeah, you gotta get out in 30 days. So we'll see, man. I kind of, I kind of really like, I'm, I'm wanting to fight it, you know, like legally and, uh, and like in the social media sphere, you know, just kind of like show what a piece of shit slumlord he is. That's why I but, don't, I, I don't know about where you're from. In Columbus, I do. I I I I know that they have to give you paperwork. You can't kick somebody out in thirty days. That I think is impossible throughout the whole country. It's just they can give you a thirty day thirty days to leave the premises warning, but they still have to go to court 
and and like there it takes like and at least in columbus it takes 90 days approximately to get evicted from a place so yeah. if your lease okay. is up yeah. if your lease is up that might be an issue you know like if your lease is up yeah. in 30 I'm days oh you're month to month he might be able to get you then yeah. if you're month to month that sucks yeah it's 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 tricky, but man, I've lived here for fucking 10 years. It's like, you know, I don't know. There's, there's gotta be something to that, right? Like this is my little fucking neck of the woods, my community, you know, like. That is wild. I don't know. Yeah. I don't like know. it's wild. Do you live in a gentrifying area? Maybe. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know what they would do with this property. This is a piece of shit house. It's falling apart, but I have my art studio down in my basement, you know, and like, you know, me and my family, we've lived here 10 years. Kids go to school nearby, all that shit. So, fuck. So, you uh, have to find something know, close. Yeah, I'd like to find something close. And I'd also like to just fuck with them. I mean, I, I intend to, to do some fuckery. I'm trying to, you know, coordinate with my housing justice and, and BSA groups. They're a little more straight laced than I'd like to be. But, you know, I mean, I may have to. I may have to do some real fuckery with him. I just don't know yet. Yeah, it seems like he I wants to raise rent. Plan. It really seems like he wants to raise the rent to to me because, like, I know that my lawyer or my lawyer, my landlord <laughs> keeps me there because it's easier to just have somebody there. Like they they don't want to deal right. with filling the apartment. And like I, I think that is most landlords are like I don't want to go through the part where you have to make improvements and then sell the house. And uh, um, so I, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like he wants that property back, and he's gonna do some superficial cosmetic changes to it and raise the rent by like a thousand dollars. You're probably right. That's that's probably exactly what he's thinking, man. Because um, I mean, dude, I'm a pain yeah, in the ass. Yeah. I'm a pain in the ass tenant. I mean, we probably call mm -hmm. every three months to have our drains unclogged and shit like that. And I've yeah. I've broken stuff in the house. Well, I mean, I've never broken anything, but I get blamed for breaking stuff. So he thinks I'm breaking stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean. And <laughs> like, they keep me around. That's a classic landlord move. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, oh, it looks like you broke that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah well that's what it is it's like I, I i have broke here's the thing i have broken everything in that apartment but i haven't broken almost nothing he hates my uh bidet yeah it drives uh, him up the fucking wall that bidet he thinks it's gonna uh flood the bathroom yeah it, it rules he thinks it's gonna flood the bathroom uh, i think uh, yeah. he looked on a landlord message board. right right you know, people are playing with pipes <laughs> and the water Beds. yeah it's been there for two years now nothing yeah not a single bad thing i'm the only one using it but i mean what are you gonna do right now but uh well good luck with this uh uh where are you at thanks y'all i'm in north carolina uh yeah north you're in north carolina. carolina and and uh do you have like yeah. a, a twitter or anything like that yeah i have an instagram i'm a i'm a kudzu underscore garden Okay, I, just I wanted you to give that out because I feel like we should. Uh, if there's a, a tenant rights group or lawyer or something like that, maybe they can they can uh, get a hold of you there. 
and and help you out with that. Thanks uh, for yeah, calling. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, y'all have a great night. Have a good night. Right. That sucks, dude. Getting kicked out of your place of ten years. Yeah, that's a. Big I mean, when you switch up, when you live somewhere for ten years, you really do like plant fucking roots. You, you know what the, I mean? You forget the other places at that point. You do. You do. I don't think about ever. I I feel like I live in the house I'm gonna die in. Yeah, because I've been there for like eleven or twelve years. Yeah, yeah. You know where it's just like. It's just like I I I I don't think about ever looking for another place. And like even when I, you know, when Gwen graduates, I'm I'm going to I'm not going to like hurry up to get out of there, you know. I'm going to find myself a good place and figure out how to get it. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm not going to like just settle for the next thing that I can find. I I don't feel like I need to get out of here urgently, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, we go used to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he, that's the other shame is like when you have kids, you, you really do just become part of a community. It's like you do not. I know that, like, you know, there are certain two kind of two kind of types of parents. Ones that are like kids are resilient, and if I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move, and it doesn't fucking matter. And then there's ones like me that are just like, well, she started here, she's gonna finish here, and that's just the way it's gonna be. Yeah, you know, I don't know which way's right. Uh, uh, kids are resilient. I know they're resilient, but I think like it's because, and this is a really weird, this is probably a really weird, uh, uh, thing for me is that my parents were going to move when I was in 11th grade and it was like really, really, really traumatic experience for me. Like I, I like. I think it was like really the beginning of a lot of my anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I was, that would suck terrified to move and then but check it the house smelled so bad that they couldn't sell it and then we didn't move damn yeah wow yeah fuck yep dogs dogs bro that's why i don't have dogs man wow for real they couldn't get rid of it because the smell brought down the price so much that people were just like i ain't fucking moving in there you yeah. know what i mean everything's saturated and they let slobber. those dogs fucking swim in the pool and then let them come in the house and just shake off and it was just like so the house would like look very clean like it did look like we kept a clean house but it smelled so bad so bad that Jason had like several pounds of marijuana in the basement and my parents didn't smell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. We used to smoke cigarettes in his bedroom sometimes with the fan on and they didn't catch us at all because it was just like the house smelled That's like awful. fucking shit. That's so bad. The, they didn't let the dog shit all over the place either. They didn't piss all over the place. It was just they didn't wash those dogs enough, man. <sighs> yeah. Chase me away from dogs forever. Yeah, Scardy for life. It did. It did. You know how I feel about having dogs. Yeah. It's just like there's never going to be a dog in my house. If my wife could be like, I will leave you if we don't get a dog. And I'll be like, well, you know who you married. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they call me a cowboy. <laughs> you married a fucking cowboy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Yeah, this is Dave from Seattle. What's up, Dave? How's it going? Well, personally, great. I uh, did a 70-mile road ride today, so I'm just kind of chilling. Tight. Uh, On a motorcycle? Oh, hell no. Bicycle. 
Oh! <laughs> I, like, it's funny that I can't even imagine somebody going 70 miles on a, a bike. When, when, and also, in, in all honesty, 70 miles on a motorcycle doesn't even seem like that much. No, that's nothing. <laughs> 70 miles, huh? Yeah, that's a big one. How long does that take? Yeah, oh, that's, that's kind of normal. I'll crank it up to about 100 later on in the summer. But um, How long does it take? How long does 70 miles take? Oh, I average about 12 miles, 12, average about 12 miles an hour. Okay. 13 just kind of depends on how I feel. Uh-huh. Depends on how many hills. So, you know, with brakes, it takes a while. And I, I took the bus back uh, from a suburb, so... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's crazy. It's cool so, though. You're seeing you're. It's like what people say about uh, uh, me walking. It's like you see where you live in a whole different way from other people uh, uh, when you ride a bike or you walk and stuff. Like like uh, I I know this city. I would say I know this city really really well. Now there's not that much to know. But I know it really fucking well. So you're probably seeing a lot of cool stuff is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. 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 I got out, you know, I live in Seattle. I got out to the foothills and, uh, you know, waterfall and along, you know, rail trail and uh, some mountains. So, yeah, it was cool. Um, So the business part of the call is I'm calling about the Swant recall, you know, our social city council person, the court has given the okay for the recall to proceed. They need to gather 10,000 signatures, which is about uh, 25% of the, the, the registered voters in district three. What? So we're putting up posters and then the fucking people are dead. Somebody's tearing them down again. So we put them up more posters up and, um, you know, people that I kind of respect are saying that they won't succeed, but it's just a giant fucking distraction from all the other shit that, that she has to, she and her supporters, you know, could, could, could be putting their energy into uh, many other things than just defending her seat from some bullshit recall. What are they recalling her for? Oh, supposedly, uh, you know, exposing the mayor's residence because she's a former prosecutor, which is bullshit because she didn't lead that march. Uh, just, oh, using the office copier or some shit like that. Uh, letting people in the city hall during the pandemic. But it's all related to the Black Lives Matter protest that we had here. Mm-hmm. Um, is it a Democrat? Really all over is, that shit. is this Democrats? Oh no, recalling her. The want the socialist. Yeah, but are they? Are the Democrats the ones going after? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the establishment. Fuck. There are no Republicans to speak of in Seattle. No, that, Seattle politics is. Yeah, Seattle politics is various shades of Democrat. Wow, that's really and fucked up. So, I know that people love her. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she can turn out the fucking Red Army, which has to be the envy of every other politician. (laughs) Okay? And what other city council person in this country gets on national TV 
uh, uh, pod, you know, Democracy Now, or various podcasts she's been on. Um, she, you know, before the virus hit, she could go to New York and raise $10,000. You know, everybody knows who she is. And they just, uh, you know, the establishment around here just does not like her. Now, that's certainly not true for all Democrats. My LD or ward Democrats have voted to, to endorse her for the last election. And we, we endorsed her during this recall campaign as well. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. So if anybody's passing through town, we do, they do postering. Oh, I think every Saturday they do tabling, you know, uh, we have to put our, our posters up with step stools, try to get, get them to stay up a little bit longer. But yeah, it, it's pretty nuts. It's, it's pretty nuts. And we've got elect, uh, city council positions and the mayor up for election this year so it's fucking crazy yeah that sucks that sucks uh uh are there are there specific places people can go to help out i'm looking at the recall campaigns site now and it, he he's totally right it is like stuff like using printers and shit <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Shama Solidarity. So it's Shama is spelled with K S H A M A. Okay, the Shama Solidarity. It's all over Facebook, Instagram, you know the usual places. Uh, Twitter, I believe. Perfect. Yeah, this is crazy. But yeah, it, it's uh, it's nuts. And then we got this fucking initiative called Compassion Seattle. Oh, which, those are never good. Seattle. <laughs> no, no, it's bad. It's, anything it's called compassion. Anything called compassion is bad by the the state. Yeah, yeah, sure. It, it double speak, very much 1984 style. And uh, so, if this is some bullshit to make the city spend, you know, a certain amount of money on homeless services, which is fine. But nowhere in there does it say does it say mandatory upzone and mandatory permanent affordable housing. So they're like shelters. Well, shelters suck, you know. Uh, they're good in a pinch, but beyond that, you know, everybody needs a place to live with a door with a lock on it and a place to chill. So, um, yeah, there's nothing in it about permanent affordable housing or upzone. So. Okay. Uh, it, 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 it's bad news. So that's another fight that we got going on. Uh, I, I don't know that the official, I don't think the official word, I don't think they're, it's official yet. Uh, and I don't think the wording is finalized, but it, it's bad news. Yeah. But it's being run by some, some former city council person who doesn't even live in Seattle anymore, some shit like that. So fuck him. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, and and uh, hopefully, you know, it seems like a tall order to get ten thousand signatures on a, a petition that are in in one uh, council member's district. So hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, well, they're not able to pull it off. But you know, they'll do anything they can. Well, I mean, well, the Democrats will do anything to pull that off. Well, yeah, the Democrats in the business the business establishment will do. I don't know. I, I, I think that some of the other city council members are going to say, 
oh fuck, this could happen to me too. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna, they're probably, I, I, I don't, you know, that's my feeling. I don't, I don't know their position. I need to talk to somebody who would know uh, and find out. Uh, but one thing that just before I go, one crazy thing that they did, they, they, the, the forces of evil sent out this mailer to everybody in the district and it had, oh, we're a diverse group of people supporting the recall uh, uh, Shama campaign. And there's this picture of a diverse group of people. And you'll never guess what happened when somebody did a reverse image search on it. Uh, it's a fucking stock photo. Of course, of course. It's really always a stock a photo. Stock photo. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, was a, it was a joke. People were making, having a good time with it on Twitter. Yeah. Well, so, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks for calling us. in. This is crazy. This is a wild story. Keep us posted on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll get... It's going to drag on... Um, now, I don't know all the particulars, and I don't know how it's going to go down. My feeling is there's probably going to be some court issues about when the actual election is going to have going to happen. But because the recall can't happen during the regular elections. And so uh, the, the, the thinking I heard is that the recall will happen in the election. It'll be a special election sometime in January. OK, yeah, so I, I don't. You know, it's all really fuzzy to me, and I will try to find out more uh, in the next month or so if things become clear and I talk to some sources that I have and, and see see what the latest is. All so, right. All right. Thank, thanks for calling all in. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you guys run a pretty good show. I listen most Sunday evenings. Just depends on what's going on. So Great. All Sweet. right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. Have a good night. Bye. This, oh yeah, this sucks that they're doing. That this is really wild. That that like uh, uh, it looks like tech industry people and people like that are are pushing for this. Right. So, uh, she's one of the good ones. She's trying. She's trying to do the real thing. She she brought the fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage. Seattle was one of the first places that did it. You know. Yeah. All right. One more call. I think before break. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? This is uh, Andy from Los Angeles. What's up, Andy? How's it going out there in L.A.? La La Land. La La Land. What's up? Yeah, um, going pretty good. Just kind of sitting in bed, uh, recovering from getting a vasectomy, which is pretty cool. Oh, um, thought about doing that, but it's scary. So I, I probably won't. A what? A vasectomy. Um, cool. I cool. thought about yeah. doing it. I really thought about it, but I'm scared because they, they don't put you to sleep for that shit. Like, that's what I know. They don't, they won't put you to fucking sleep for it, but they're messing with your beans, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I, I will tell you that was my sentiment. Exactly. I was incredibly nervous about it. Just bring a Nintendo switch. They're fucking yeah, gotta be no, playing I, with my balls. I'll tell you a quick one. A quick one. When I had my kidney stone, they put a, a stint. They call it a stint in in my tubes. Okay. By my kidney to hold it open. It's like an extra tube, and it's just like it so it doesn't collapse because I had had this stone for so long, right? And I had to go get the stint taken out because it didn't dissolve. It wasn't supposed to dissolve. They have to take it out. And I got there and I laid down and they pulled my PP out, which was 
really shriveled up because I was scared. <laughs> okay. Shitless. It was tiny. <laughs> okay. And they like put like a they they pulled the, my pan, they put a little bit around. Grab the tweezers. Yeah, and I told them like it's usually bigger than this. It's like you I said them, that? No. <laughs> but I should have. I should have told the nurse, like, hey, you know, I could get chubbed up real quick and it, you know. But anyway. I'm a grower, not a shower. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she like was like, all right. It's going to be real quick. You're just going to feel a quick, like, uh, uh, it's going to feel like you have to pee real bad. Okay. But then she pulled out this fucking thing, dude, that was like three feet long. It looked like it was so fucking long and it sprayed water and she, she just jammed it in there through the hole <laughs> up to my tubes and it Pulled the fucking stent out. And it didn't hurt as bad as you might expect it to hurt, right? It was kind of like, okay, like, I thought that was going to be much worse. Uh, uh, It's kind of okay. And it didn't hurt that bad. It just felt like a really hard pee, kind of. And I fucking was like, okay. She was like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, it's it's over, you know? And I got up and I fainted in the hallway. <laughs> like I walked out the door and I just, everything, every, all the stuff was going on, you know? And I just fucking straight up fainted, I have fell. A, I have a bigger pee-pee. I swear I have a bigger pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> You're going against the walls and shit. <laughs> I did, I did. I was walking through the hall and I was like holding myself up against the walls and I just fell straight down like with my hand on my face and, and like I laid down on the floor for maybe 20 seconds and a nurse ran up to, and fucking other patients were having to walk, step over me. And it's like, you don't want the patient to see a motherfucker pass out in the hallway after their procedure. Yeah. You know what yeah, I that's mean? That's bad because for biz. I probably wasn't the only person getting that same procedure. Yeah. They should have just said he went in there for some bullshit. You know, he's just <laughs> yeah. a baby, you know? Yeah. But anyway, the nurse fucking comes up to me and she, and my mom's there. So she can't do shit. You know, you've seen my mom. She's, yeah. But my mom's not like strong or anything. She, she came and like helped me up or anything. And this fucking nurse comes up to me and smelling salts my ass. Ooh. And it's like, fucking, you can't lay here. Get up. And I fucking had to get up and, and like, am like kind of get to the chair. And I just sat in a chair for like 15 minutes. And I just like, <laughs> just like was just sitting there. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. That was a really long thing. That was like that thing. I kept, like I was so freaked about the whole thing. It, and then I thought about it later on and I was like, you know, if they like took a thing that long and like stuck it in your mouth, it would be like really uncomfortable, but you probably wouldn't like pass out. Yeah. You know, you would just be like, oh, that or if they like, you know, just if they stuck it somewhere else. Right. I probably wouldn't have fucking passed out, but because of where they were doing it. And that is why no vasectomy for me, because okay. I'll pass out, dude. If they're cutting down there. Sawing. They don't saw they down saw. there. They use a scalpel. And my fucking uncle yep. got it done. Oh. And and like I had to ride with him to to uh um I had to ride with him to do his car hauler thing. Uh-huh. He drove a car hauler truck and I had to help him like put the ramps out and shit like that for him. Cause he couldn't stretch the old legs cause of stitches. So, okay. 
So is it is it as bad as I think it is, or am I just a baby? Yo, I mean, look, look, dude, I I was a total baby. I was super fucking nervous about it, and I went, and it was like fifteen minutes done. Worst part was getting a needle in the ball. Yeah, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Then. Seems like a good test. Needle too. Strength. It, it is. That's the thing, dudes. Don't do that. Like that's that's something. Like anytime you saw a guy who would like let a motherfucker kick him in the nuts. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> if that was like a thing, like like the jackass guys. That's why they like soared to the heights that they soared to because they weren't afraid. <laughs> to get kicked in the nuts and stuff like that. Right. Like that's why they were like the biggest fucking thing in the world because they weren't afraid to get hurt. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And you're right. It does sound like a test of strength where it's like, it's kind of like my ambidextrous thing, right? Yeah, It makes you well-rounded. You're well-rounded. If I can live through a needle in my beans, man, then I can fucking do anything. Yeah. In this well whole world, you know, needle come beans. and get me, Yo. you know, yeah. Yo, stop stop make stop making me laugh. It fucking hurts. It hurts. Oh, laugh see, it hurts Sorry. when you laugh. I could never do it. You know, I love to laugh so much. Um get kick your uh, feet up on the lazy boy, watch some sports. Take some painkillers that they probably only give you one and a half now. <laughs> no, dude, no no painkillers. I didn't get anything. Ooh. Whoa. 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 That is really yeah, fucked up. That actually just hit me harder than anything you've said uh, anything that's been said on this whole show that hit me hard now i mean like when i had thought about getting it i was like well i'll probably get like some vicodin when i'm done so that'd be something you know yeah but you don't even get that you don't get nothing dude nothing yeah, except for you can't yeah except for you can't get your 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 significant other or other people pregnant which that seems like i mean a huge thing for me would be that would be big. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Big. To true not true. have that going through my head, you know? Yeah. Or could use a um, condom. To be very so, weird, yeah. though. Be very weird Yuck. to be married for this long <laughs> and then start doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so what's up? So what's up? I got I got two I got two possible I got two possible stories. One um regarding getting uh like during something funny that happened during a COVID test this past summer and two sort of like a small kind of small business tyrant story from a long time ago when I got fired because of Facebook. Oh man. I like both of these actually let's hear. I, okay. Here's the deal. I want to hear why you got fired because of Facebook, but I might have to hear the COVID test because I had a COVID test and it wasn't that big of a deal. People really made a big deal out of those COVID tests and they were fucking nothing. You know, it was like, all right. All right. Well, I'll start with the Facebook story. So 2006, I have like my first like job and I just had graduated for like a little while earlier from being a, um, like a, with like a computer science degree. So it was like my first like software developer job or whatever. Right. And I'm living in Connecticut near where I went to school in this like stupid town near like the university of Connecticut. And I was just like, uh, knew I was going to move to Boston a little, uh, a little, little while later with some friends. So I was like, okay, I'll get a job. It's not going to be a great job. It'll save, I'll bank some money. So anyway, I'm at this job. I am by far the youngest person's job. I was like 23. 
and the next person is like is like is the next person is like thirty or whatever, and um, and then the next person beyond that is like four is like in the forties, right? So okay. I'm like I, I I already feel weird first day. I feel I feel really strange. I'm like I don't belong there, right? Anyway, so about a month goes in. I'm at my computer happily typing, doing my thing, and the the vice president of the com- company comes over and she says, "Hey, Andrew, um, my daughter saw your Facebook profile." last night and i'm just like and it doesn't really and i was like what the f-? i was like what the fuck and i just like didn't really like i didn't really like put two and two together and she just doesn't say anything else and just kind of walks away and i'm just like that's kind of a weird thing to say to someone and then what strikes me is one um that like on my facebook profile and this is before like the whole like facebook like privacy debacle when everyone like kind of flipped out and made their profile private y- y'all like remember like around 2007, eight or whatever, right? Yeah, when yeah. you start changing the settings, you have different groups and all that. Exactly, exactly, right. So mine was mine was public, and I mean, you know, whatever. I'm like a dumbass or what, right? So fine. But I realized two things. One, um, in my like favorite quote, um, was the name was a song title by this band, by this like math rock band called Sweep the Leg Johnny, and the song title was "Sometimes My Balls Feel Like Tits." <laughs> and um yeah and, and so i was like okay oh shit all right and the second one is that i had been having like i had been having like a joke conversation with a friend of mine about this job and like the, the name of the company was database development systems which is like the dumbest fucking name for like a develop like a like a develop like a software company super generic anyway so we're having this we're having this joke and he's like oh you, you took the job with uh, double douche development system. And so I thought that would be funny to put on employer info oh. that I worked for double douche development yeah. system. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah, that that was... I mean, but who could have known? You know, back then, people weren't getting fired because of Facebook back then. Yep. So, right. So, all right. So that's about a month in, and I'm like, oh, shit. So, of course, I'm like, hey, I didn't get fired. Let me just, like, let me just, like, I won't do anything, so of course, because I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. So about a month later, I'm in like the little kitchen area, and the president of the company corners me, and he's like, hey, Andrew, uh, saw your profile on face.com, and as soon as he said face.com, I was like, fuck, I'm unequivocally fucked right now. Yep. Right? And, and yeah, and so I'm just like, I, so I'm like, hey, like, yeah, like, that was like kind of a joke. He cuts me off, and he's like, there's no way in hell that was a joke, and I'm like, okay, all right. So somehow, like, I didn't get fired on the spot, but got fired um, one month later, the exact day of the end of my, like, probationary period, like my three-month probationary period. And it was because, like, oh, you can't meet deadlines, but it's because they didn't like me, obviously. Well, so, dude, you were, they, they were talking about you like crazy. Yeah. That, that the president oh, yeah. said, fa- he doesn't even know what Facebook is. He said face.com. So, like, that means that, Everybody been talking about you for weeks. They were just—he probably was so excited to run into you. Yep. You know, oh, I'm gonna fucking tell him. Like, I saw your profile on Face.com. You know, that's crazy. That, that but you yeah. got—you were like a trendsetter because now people get fired from Facebook all the time. But back yeah. then, nobody was getting fired. Somebody I know uh, works at a place, and they asked one of the employees to change their profile picture. Because for the, the the group on 
not the, I don't know, for their Facebook page, they tag their employees in it and they don't want it to come up with like shots of people, people doing like a, a, a shot luge, you know, one of those things yeah. that are like cut out of ice. Yeah. They had one of those where they were like gobbling down a shot <laughs> out of a, a luge and they were like, yeah, you, we can't link to your profile with that picture. And they made them change it. <laughs> oh, fucking Facebook, dude. It's important business. Yeah. I mean, who cares yeah. if you drink? I, I can understand in a way if you're the the boss of this guy's company, you know, yeah. where it's like, well, he he's actually calling the company douche. Yeah. Like a douche company, you know, and back then, back then, calling somebody a douche was like the worst thing you could say, you know, outside it, of a slur. It reminds me of the part in I Heart Huckabees where the girl gets really mad and she says, fuck a bees and then everybody's like she said fuck a bees like because you're, not, <laughs> you're not allowed to play around with that name you're not allowed to play around with that brand name <laughs> no vulgar language yeah it's been so long i bet you i get so much more out of it than i did back when it came out probably uh okay now i need to know what happened yeah. with the covid test and then we're gonna go to break all right all right well i'll make it quick so all right uh, over the summer i am so i live in la and we have you know very good like very like, you know, rapid, um, not rapid, but you know, like two days, but like, um, you know, it's super easy. It was super easy to get a mouth swab drive through COVID tests in LA over the summer. Right. Like you could do that. Like I did it like once a month or whatever. Right. So, um, it's one time. So, you know, it's basically, you go to Dodger stadium, you fucking snake around for like an hour in, in this like maze until you get, until you get your test. Right. So, I get my test and what you got to do is, you know, pardon me if you all don't know about the swab, but you got to cough and then you kind of cough a bunch of times and then you swab your mouth and then you put it in the little, put it in the little vial and then you, you, whatever you put it and then you put it in the bucket. Right. Right. And so like me being, me being, me being the dumbass that I am, I don't like put my car in park or whatever. So I'm like coughing and I get distracted and I let the car kind of like roll forward by accident and I bump the person in front of me. Oh no. Jesus. Right. <laughs> like worst, like worst fucking time to to re to you know quote like rear end someone, but it was so minor it wasn't a big deal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so right, so someone so someone comes over and I'm like, oh shit, I can't believe this happened. Someone comes over, like she she like she like worked there and she's like, Hey, was there just like an incident? And I'm like, Yeah, you know, I think I bumped this person. Can you just tell this person that We'll like meet up after we're done. We can just chat about whatever we need to chat about. And she's like, no, no, we got to get the supervisor over here to make sure everyone's okay. So the supervisor comes over and he's like, is everyone okay? And I'm like, yeah, everything's cool. And we're like, we're like pulled off of the little out of the maze here. Right. Yeah. And the supervisor is like, Hey, actually, um, we have to call like the on duty cop over oh, to make sure everyone's okay. Me and the other dude are just like, Hey, like in no uncertain terms, we do not need a cop to come over and yeah. deal with this, right? The cop drives his car over. He's so fucking excited. He must be so goddamn bored being on duty at the COVID testing site all day. He's fucking excited. He's fucking cop-splaining to us about how car insurance works. Be like, oh, you know, well, maybe you don't even want to, like, you know, call insurance because the deductible. And we're both just like, yeah, like, okay, like, we know fucking car insurance works. Thank you, you know? And so then he starts, like, nitpicking He's like, he's like, oh, cool, like, cool van to me. And he starts, like, nitpicking all these things on my van. Like, I have this, like, little castle hanging from the, the rearview mirror. And he's like, you know, uh, you know, I'm like a cool, I'm like a cool cop. But, like, you know, that's illegal. You're not supposed to have anything obstructing your view. 
And then, you know, if you buy, if someone else pulls you over, you know, it needs to be a problem. And then he's like, and then one of my insurance cards, I didn't have like the right one. And he's just sitting there Oof. finding every reason to just fuck with me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is what, like, this is, this is why I'm like, you know, this is like, this is why we didn't want you to come over here. You yeah. Know? And so, you know, whatever. So it, it was bullshit. We had to do like a police report. And I'm like, you did not need to fucking do all this shit. And that's, that's that's really the end of the story. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. That sucks. But because yeah, I probably could have just never told anybody about that and given give him a hundred dollars or something to get it buffed out. Yeah, and then it wouldn't be on your your right. record. Oh, yo, yo, a uh, hundred more like seven hundred. Oh, shit. getting this bump. Yeah, a whole bumper needs to be replaced. Some shit. Oh, oh they yeah. always. That is always their thing. Oh, we're gonna yeah. replace the whole bumper. True. Because it got a little yeah. thing. It's like, motherfucker, back in the day, they used to just buff that shit and push it. Back. We need metal bumpers back. Yep. We got to bring back the metal yeah. bumpers. That's all I got to say about that. I had, I barely, barely tapped a woman's back bumper. And there wasn't even any damage to it that I could see. I think there was maybe like a little. And she was like, "I we got to turn it into the insurance. And, and they replaced the whole bumper. I saw it was $900 yeah. to get it fixed. And I was like, it, it, there's nothing there. Yeah. Like, I would never say anything, you know? So that sucks. Um, yep. Well, thanks for calling in. And uh, uh, damn. That COVID story is real motherfucker. The, I hate when the cops show up at your wreck. Oh, yeah. And you're like, bro, this is my wreck. I'll call you if I want you. Right. That's what I want to know. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, th thanks for calling. We're going to go to Barreco. Yes. Thanks for calling. Yeah. We appreciate it as always. Uh, we are going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, if you're in the queue, we'll get to you. I promise. We got enough time. Um, and this music this week is from the Post Valley Green. You can find mm -hmm. them on Spotify. They're at the no, Post Valley Green. I don't Green. think it's by them. I think it's by Drexel. Who is it? Yeah, Drexel is who we're doing this with. Oh, okay. Another Sorry. Pleasant it's Valley fine. Green. This next says, week, hey, if you're Pleasant Valley Green, we'll get you next week, probably. Yeah, I have to switch some stuff around. Uh, hello, Street Fighter Radio from the urban Appalachian Babylon of the United States, Dayton, Ohio. I am submitting music for my band, Drexel, for Street Fight Radio. You can find out more about Drexel at drexel.bandcamp.com. D-R-E-X-E-L. Here's a download link to four songs, one from each of our first four recordings. All right, there you go. Thank you from Drexel Dave Sparks. Thanks for doing, calling in. Thanks for writing in. I'm sorry, I'm out of it. Uh, we'll be back. Enjoy the music. This is Drexel. It is becoming, oh, not becoming perhaps, it has become 
the new modern apex of Western civilization. A town nestled in between the cities of Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, only known as Monroe. No, not that Monroe from the sitcom of the 80s, played by that one gay dude. No, no, no. Monroe is, well, if you will, the new mecca of Western civilization. Let me tell you why. Because within the confines of Monroe, and when you pass through it, you will see very evidently that in Monroe, Ohio, there stands four essential institutions of modern Western civilization and a monument to its greatness. On one side of the road is the Turtle Creek Flea Market where you can buy tons and tons of vegetables, things out of people's attics and basements.
the Islamic fascists take over our nation. There will be some horrendous repercussions, and I'll tell you about them. Giant Jesus made a hummus. 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 Welcome back to Street Fight Radio call-in show. We've had some great ones so far. Uh, appreciate all y'all that show up. If you want to watch the show and chat with people as they watch along, uh, Sunday nights, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. We're on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. You can jump in the chat, see what's going on, and uh, you know maybe we'll respond. Who knows? Shout out to uh, Psychic Gasoline, Violent, Violent Orchid, regularly here. Jacob, Radio Silence. Uh, that music that you just heard was from Drexel. Check out drexel.bandcamp.com if you want to hear, hear more of that. Um, if you want to kick Toby Keith in the balls. Thanks for sending that in, Drexel. You ready to take these calls? Let's take some calls. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm doing all right. Was not expecting to get uh, taken up so early. Um, so my name is Scott and I am a union steward for the Teamsters. Oh, and, uh, I actually work in a right to work state. So I have to like specifically onboard people into the union. Uh, and I feel like I've been struggling with it lately. Uh, when I first started up, there was a lot of fire in my belly and I, I, I felt like I got people into it, but I don't really know exactly the best talking points to get people like interested in joining a union within the first like 15 minutes of meeting them. Uh huh. So yeah, that I, sounds rough. I've been looking for advice. Uh, I thought both you guys and your listeners might be the perfect audience for this. Uh, long so time, gotta, first time, of course. So, so basically you have to like, they get the job and then you have to talk them into joining a union, like as part of the orientation. 
Yeah, like they're on day five of their training, and then I, our contract stipulates that I have 15 minutes to talk to them about joining the union. Uh, The contract also stipulates that management is not allowed to say anything negative about the union, but I'm sure that doesn't always. That's yeah. I I can't see it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that works (laughs) in uh, practice. You know, they probably are like, you can join the union, but there's dues. Because isn't that what the whole thing is always? I think that's how the Amazon union didn't happen was dues. I always think that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I have that conversation all the time with my uh, being in a right to work state. Everything that's available to our union member employees are available to them, whether they're union members or not. You know, it's like we just have to treat them all the same way. And like, there's a part of me that, you know, doesn't want to discriminate against someone who can't afford the extra eight bucks a week takes to be a union member. But there's a part of me that's like, why should I fucking represent you if you're unwilling to be part of this? Yeah. Yeah. That seems like, so what are, what are like the numbers? Yeah. What's the percentage? What's what percentage do you think joins? When we started out, I, I worked for a facility that recently opened up and we took a lot of uh, our employees from the place I started out with. That was kind of like 50% new people and 50% uh, people that we just hired up for the spot. And at that point in time, I'd give it a good 50% rating. But as we've kind of just cycled through all these employees, it just gets lower and lower. Like it's hard to reach out to a lot of the, I feel like it's hard to reach out to a lot of the younger people who want to work for us. Yeah. I I would imagine that like that, that like, you know, they haven't really seen a world where unions were, or maybe don't understand the world where unions were relevant. You know what I mean? So it's like, exactly. They get in there and then you're like, well, you know, yeah, you get the same stuff, but like you're helping and like paying into this thing, which is a good thing, you know? Yeah. And I, I'd struggle with coming at it from like a, you know, sort of attitude of just like, Hey, we already did this for you. You owe this to us because we did it for you already. We got you the health benefits. We got you the, overtime after five hours and you know all these benefits but i that does not (laughs) at the end attract anybody being you know patronized to no no Uh, i i man i'm trying to think of how i would frame it you know like this is it's kind of your responsibility to do you know what i mean where it's like i would only i can only think of things like hey it's like your responsibility to to pay into this thing that is helping you you know (laughs) That's yeah. like the best sale I can do. And yeah. you and I understand that, but like we also probably don't know the minds of the 19 year olds that are signing up for the job necessarily. Uh, it's yeah. a weird spot to be in. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't, yeah. I, I don't even, it's real. I'm really struggling to, to figure it out again. It's like, is it, it is like a responsibility that they join. Like they should be throwing in on this, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I mean, yeah, I, I would bring up the stuff that, that the union has accomplished. And I would just say, 
uh, and we're here. And the, the more funds that we have, the more the more uh, things we can get for the employees. Like the more we can do for you, uh, and, and make sure that you these things are protected, and that we can get better benefits. You know, um, I, I maybe I'd also consider that's absolutely true for me. What I would consider also is some sort of exercise where I would get a notebook out and kind of write, like write down why you believe in it and, and why you care about it and kind of figure out what, what, what you really believe in, you know, cause with sales, a lot of the hard, the hard part is like, if you don't believe in it, it's hard to convince somebody, but if you really believe this, it's a great thing that you're selling, it comes through, like it comes through and you don't have to, to do as much selling if you actually believe in what you're doing. So <laughs> I, I, I'd zero in on, on on the stuff about your job that that does make you feel good or or the you know the benefits that have come from the union and um and then kind of to figure out from there how how to convince them I agree with you 100% I guess the only problem that I find with that is that I'm a fairly radicalized leftist and coming into a conversation with a bunch of uh naive like 19 year olds that are just starting their first job yeah, and trying to, you know, like talk about Marx or something. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, I don't know exactly how to layer in the important stuff. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, without bringing, going too hard on it. Bringing up Marx probably isn't going to get you there would be that, that is, a yeah, guess. I don't do that, but yeah, that's an example. <laughs> well, yeah. And maybe that's another thing too, is break down some of the concepts, but figure out how to say them, you know, in a different way. Some of the stuff, you know, yeah. like, you know, we're making a ton of money for them and we only get paid a fraction of that, you know, and they could afford to give us more, that, that kind of stuff. Instead yeah. of, well, you're just Absolutely. chased by a dog. And I've a done train. a lot of that. They must be really anti-union out there. Well, it's, it's a very rural area. Um, and it's, it's not that it's an anti-union area as much as that we have such a hard time, uh, getting people on board in the first place. Right. There's, I kind of believed the the law neutered it. The law completely neutered the union in your state. Yeah. This is naivete, but I thought it meant that you were automatically signed into the union and then you could choose not to be. I didn't know right to work means I have to sell the union to you. No, yeah, I just have 15 minutes uh, contractually to try and sell them on joining. And if practically they have the opportunity to join whenever they want thereafter. But as you can imagine, I don't get people signing up after that first meeting. Like either they sign up or they don't. They don't think about it. Uh, I think... And, and perhaps that's what I'm trying to change. Here's a little bit. Here's a little bit I think could help. It's like, you know, the union negotiated the benefits that you have. And the more people that sign up for Absolutely. the union, the better the benefits are going to be because their strength in numbers might be the way to do it. It's like we could get so much more than what you're yeah. already getting because that's an issue, too. I think, you know, they're coming into a job where they probably needed a job. And they're fucking coming into a yeah. job and, and like, they're like, I'm just happy to fucking have a job. Yeah. I'm just happy to be getting a paycheck. And the rest of the stuff is just icing on the cake. Right. For sure. Yeah. It's I, also hard because we don't guarantee benefits until uh, a while into their, like, 
it almost seems like our contract is set up in order to make people think that the union works against people who just start working there. Yep. Uh, all the benefits kick in at like nine months. They have no sick days until they hit a year, no vacation. And it's so hard to sell it to people who are, you know, it's hard to tell people to pay their dues in a society that's very much based off of like, what do I get here and now, which is understandable. <laughs> When you're coming into a job, you have a, yeah. a right to expect that your material needs will be met. Yeah, that's interesting also to think about. Like, not getting any sick days for a year seems crazy to me. Isn't it usually 90 days when you start getting your sick days? Like, just a few. You don't get, like, the full two weeks or a vacation or whatever amount of vacation you get. But I thought you usually got most of that stuff 90 days in. Same People, they get the opportunity to uh, use scheduled days off so they uh, can call in, but it's unpaid. Got it. Um, which is better than nothing. In fact, our attendance policy is better than a lot of places. Theoretically, you could miss 10% of your shifts and still maintain your job. And the union <laughs> got you that. That's what you can say. You could be like, and the exactly. union got you that. You know? Oh, trust me. I bring that up every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm really also, struggling even trying to figure out what you would say. I, I, I would be interested in what some of the listeners would have to say. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm calling in for the most. That's pretty I've, good. I've thought about this endlessly. Is it? Oh, yeah, I see. I don't chat. have a screen in front of me. Yeah, it'll be. I will have to do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it'll be saved on Twitch and everything. It does get saved on on all the video sites. Yeah. So. They can they can probably help you. It, it it you're put in a very tough situation. I think. yeah yeah I, I don't I don't envy that. It's that's a very tough position. I can see not wanting to be a part of it. Um, I don't know if maybe maybe you're not going to last. I mean maybe maybe you should also consider like how how long do you want to do this for? Um, you know because oh god no no I I I want to be part of the union and and like part of the struggle of our All right. union as long as I possibly can be. Yeah, well, I know maybe get a different do, job it, somewhere else. I don't do, know. That sounds like a shitty setup. I just I'm like it it's is like an impossible thing to well, do. Well, there's no one else to do it. I'm the only one left to do it. Like it, it's not a matter of like that I got stuck with it as much as like if I'm not telling people to join the union, there's no one else to do it. Yeah, are there and, other and companies like, though I, that you could Work for, I, I know you don't like really get to pick, but like other companies you can work for the union for. Um, I, I would not consider, I'll, I'll just say this. I'm not trying to dox myself, but I work for the same company that, uh, Alexander from minion death cult works for. Ah, okay. And, yeah. uh, but oh. I'm, Man, yeah. and his that union is so good. Now there's stuff that I could. We tell are you. normally now there's stuff I could tell you that you can tell people. Do you explain the grievance system there to them? I, I try to. I try to like extensively, but I think when people first get onboarded for a job, they're not thinking about that. They're thinking about like, oh, I'm getting on this job. Is it going to be easy? Is it going to be hard? They're not thinking long-term about, yeah. like, are they going to fuck me over? I don't want to make waves. Like, I don't want to think no about one... having arguments with my boss. I'm not thinking about that at all. That's true. But, yeah. But you, if they're, if they're, I don't know, if they've ever had a job, 
I mean, that is the thread that I would pull on the most. It's like, you can file a grievance and they'll give you money. Like, yeah, <laughs> really what people want is money. Like they, they just want some money. And like, if you're like, well, you know, if you fire, file a grievance and the company has to give you a certain amount of money and that's a pretty nice thing. And then maybe they'll be like, Oh, okay. Well, if I get a manager, that's a dick then there's there's something I can do. And then just be like, all the managers here are fucking dicks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Uh, yeah, you just go in there and say that in front of the manager, too. <laughs> like, yo, man, all the managers here are fucking pricks. Look at him. He doesn't look nice at all. What is nice about our contract is it uh, stipulates that management is not allowed to say anything bad about the union or else we are uh, entitled to a monetary payout, which I will say is absolutely amazing. That's cool. Every company should be that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, I, well, but, well, yeah, hopefully the listeners will come up with some stuff, but if it's the same place that Alex works for, for me, it's motherfucking grievances. Uh-huh. Like even just hearing that now, I'm like, man, I'd love to file a grievance. I'm, I'm like trying to file grievances. Can you file a grievance if you're awesome. not in a union? Yeah, you can. And and that's partially maybe part of the problem is that uh, everything that uh, all the benefits that extend themselves to uh, union members are extended to non-union members because of being in a right to work state. So it's a difficult case to make why you should join a union, except for the fact that you can vote for your representation, which <laughs> yeah, people don't care. Does not mean a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, that's me, and uh, that's I'm not pre- able to be present enough in people's day-to-day work environment because I'm working a job, too. Uh, Fuck. It's just difficult. It's, yeah, I would I would talk to the, to the people in charge and tell them to start roughing up that people don't join the fucking union and just get a little more old school. Give them cold shoulders, treat them like shit, get them out the door if they don't join the union. You know, that's a good idea, honestly. <laughs> I could be a little bit more. I'm part of the Teamsters. We have a history of, uh, you know, getting shit done yeah. in a way that's uh, not exactly the way it's supposed to get done. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Anyways, well, well, I really appreciate your guys' input. And yeah, yeah I keep hope listening. The, uh, hopefully, somebody will. Hopefully, the listeners will have a little bit too. That's an that's a, a interesting problem you have there. Someone did say if there's some, you can do some IWW meeting stuff on Zoom right now if you wanted to check in with the, them and kind of pit, you know, let them hear your elevator pitch and they can kind of help you with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be a good idea to have people hear your elevator pitch. That That's a good point, Brett. Like letting other Absolutely. people hear what yeah, you're going to say. Yeah. Put one together. Call spec. We'll see if well, we not- join the union. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I'm not especially online, but I will reach out to you guys again and to the audience in general in picking up their uh, advice and hopefully using it. And hopefully I get some more people to join because uh, it's been rough lately. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that we helped a little bit. I, I really like you really hit me with a stumper there. That was a, that's a tough one. Well, I appreciate all your input anyway. It was a, 
it's stuff that I feel like I've considered, but it, it's good to hear it uh, reiterated because it makes me feel like I'm not actually crazy. Yeah, and you can also <laughs> bring up the grievance thing and just leave out that they could file a grievance anyway. You know what I mean? Just like, well, you can file grievances. And then, you know, of course, it's like, well, you can still do that, but you don't have to say that. Yeah. You know, you could you could be a little bit. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We can I, file grievances, I, have, you know? I feel like I have to do that. It, it's hard being like uh, genuinely having integrity because you don't want to tell people like, oh, you get all the same rights whether you're a member or not, but you also know, uh, we need people to be a member. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I should be a little bit disingenuous. God, right to work states fucking all right. suck. All right. Th thanks for calling in. Now I'm pissed off about right to work Absolutely. States. Thank you, guys. Yeah, have a good night. I'll report back. if It would also be... Uh... You could also maybe, what if you started like a big text chain with all only the union people? And if you needed like to borrow like jumper cables or like a saw, or if you wanted to see if someone had like a, a, a mixer they weren't using or something, then yeah. you could have like a little private social club that like takes yeah. care of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The unions in the break room, you get to have the smoothies. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we do margarita Fridays. Yep. You know, produce paint, show your card, and then, yeah, Pete, sure, Pete's going we'll to make margarita Friday. Pete's going to make non alcoholic margs, and everybody gets one. And Susie made uh, queso dip. We just do it after work. Say, so we have big fucking parties after That's work. True. Yeah. Margarita parties. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you could come, but you have to yeah, just sign for the union. And I, I want to tell you, they're fun as hell. Yeah. You we know? have a good old time. It's crazy. They have those luges. <laughs> they have shot luges. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah fucking and then you just got to make some margaritas every friday what's the fucking worst i mean that's <laughs> right great. margaritas and hamburgers yeah <laughs> margaritas and and frozen hamburgers boom you got yourself a nice little fucking party and they maybe get some of those big ass cheeseburgers and just throw them in the uh, freezer okay and say for union members only you know yeah write it on on the package uh-huh it's like no these yeah. these motherfuckers yeah, you buy can get them. Just buy Angus burgers and leave them in there, but don't ever cook them, but just put, like, union dues-paying members only. Yep. So yep. they get reminded every time they go in there. Man, that right-to-work shit is fucked up. I really did think that they had the opportunity to opt out of the union. I didn't know you had to fucking sell them the union. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, and I don't, and, and if making sure they get all of the same benefits is that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like yeah. that's only to people that are trying to shut down unions. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, you, you're up. on your own. If you don't want to join the union, deal with HR and you're on your own. So yeah. This is your wages deal bargain. The union, this is what we get. This is how many days we get off. This is our fucking system. You can be a pirate all on your own if you want. But it's like the company makes joining the union free. To like drain the union, you know what I mean? Because it's basically, yeah. you don't yeah. have to join it, you know? So it's free to get all the benefits and rights of a union. Yep. And then you're like trying to fucking sell, you know, a 22 year old. Yeah. And like, Eight bucks a week. They could get, they could get some Nintendo Switch indie games for that much. Two of them. Yeah. They could get like Celeste or whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and play the shit out of that. I mean, eight bucks a week though is like. For a union, it's like that's not too bad. You can Yeah, it depends how crummy the wages are though. This is starting out nineteen year olds. Yeah. Yeah. The company in that company, yeah, they usually pretty bad wages. Is it? 
I don't know. I, I always saw it as a good wage company. I mean, it paid a few dollars more. Yeah, yeah. It paid double digits when everyone else was paying singles. Yeah, you but know? you get those cool brown shorts. Right. You know? All right, thanks for going Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, there's me. You hear me all right? Yeah, sure we can hear you. All right, cool. I just want to make sure. Uh, I don't want to... It's funny, I was lost in thought. I don't want to spend too much time on it, Brett, but uh, I just want to mention everybody in the chat and everybody listening has solidarity with you, and we're all in your corner, man. So I'm um, not in his I don't corner. want to dwell on it, but... I'm Switzerland. <laughs> I'm in the middle. You're a neutral party. Thank you. Well, I mean, I am... Okay, thank you. I, I, I will say I am in Brett's corner, but I can't be yeah i can't be i can't not be in the other corner uh, too <laughs> you're you're intertwined but i just want to say everybody in the audience you know i i appreciate brett a lot and everybody does and i just want to say it. you Thank don't you. you don't even know i appreciate brett a lot <laughs> i mean yeah yeah you should you should i know i'm, I'm glad you're making me laugh because i have a bummer topic about how my uh I haven't really talked about myself since I called in with the weed superpower story because my life has been a continuous trash fire since uh -huh. the beginning of February. Uh, okay. to, to the point where I have like five bucks to my name right now. Okay. Uh, oh, I've been there. Which buddy. is ironic. And so, it's, yeah, I have a continuous story of being traumatized by money and capitalism as of late. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I was still working at my dead end warehouse job that we. I barely ever got over minimum wage. Like I started at $10 an hour and I would get merit wages, but then like they would up the starting wage by $3 and then only give the veterans 40 cents. So it basically just wipes out, you know, multiple years of, you know, quote unquote hard work. Like, good job. You did hard work. Here's a phase. And yeah. it's just like your, your, your hard work is nothing now. Actually your whole, whole value as a worker, your institutional knowledge is nothing. That's it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. And so that, yeah. Was it yeah. a big and, warehouse? And there, was it a big corporate warehouse oh, yeah. or was yeah. it a small business type oh, yeah. of warehouse? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's one of the big ones in Groveport. Oh yeah. In Groveport. Oh yeah. Okay. I know I know oh, that yeah. place. Yeah, hey, yeah. now you're speaking my fucking language, buddy. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm in Groveport all the time. I have multiple friends who live in Groveport. That's um, my joint. That's my place. Um, Stomping grounds. It's my old stomping grounds. I used to get in a lot of trouble on yeah. the road. Yeah. And yeah, Andrew. you mentioned that earlier, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah. 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 But like, yeah, I told you in February, I got super smart, and I still, I've gotten more smart since then, but it's not the okay. point. Uh, but like, in February, I started making real stock market money, and in about six weeks, I made double my yearly rate at my old job. Okay. Right. Hell yeah. About 80 grand really quick. Stomps. And then so suddenly, it, 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 it's not that I won the lottery. It's just I know how to play the stock market very well. It's not very hard. We only uh, have $5 now. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, that's the other thing, right? Is I was so jaded by my previous work at the warehouse where, like, my knowledge, I, I put in millions of dollars in a freelance work in that place over my decade there. And I, I never got any advancement. It's it's bad. Yeah, those are some it's brutal a, I warehouses. Whole, I, I do know the Rick and Back yeah. warehouses are pretty brutal. Like uh uh they, yeah, they I are not friends who work there. They're not the kind that uh uh they're not the good kind. They're 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 more like uh, uh a lot of them are temp work. 
Like they hire you as a temp and mm-hmm. then they hire like three of the temps out of the hundreds of temps and then they uh, get rid of, you know, the other 97 yeah. temps and get some new temps. Yeah. My my old job isn't doing that, but now they're just hiring minors and, and giving them straight minimum wage. So that's fun. That is a And then the other problem with them is that they had a production problem where they would go from like, it's 14 boxes an hour. Now it's 40. Now it's 20. Now it's 50. And so, yeah, it's bad. That's um, changing metrics. Yeah, I started so. making. I could talk about that place all day long, uh, but I started making all this money, and then in parallel, I wanted to give my friends a business because all of my friends were all poor, like you know me and like I have always been, and so I wanted to help my friends out with their bills, and I started going around promising thousands, uh, one thousand five hundred dollars each to everybody, right, as like an investment, like come on, let's help develop this idea. But then it became very transactional. And then uh, exp- people in the group immediately, since they got a whiff of money, started plotting against other members in the group. And it just poisoned the entire well. And then people split off. And the people that were left were very jaded and angry. They were angry at me. And then as like money started going out to people, if people didn't get money first, they would literally attack me for it. Even though it wasn't a transactional thing. There's no contract. It's just money makes people crazy. As soon as they get a whiff of it, it's like, where's my money? And like, I was literally assaulted in a parking lot because these people were coming charging at me for this money that they thought I owed them when I'm trying to do them a kindness. And I was assaulted. I was driven into a panic attack. I was bleeding all over the place. Uh, then I was almost killed in the freeway. And then I had an existential crisis. And then, and then top it off, I get home. I finally relax. I have a friend come over. And then my, uh, my friend who did the main part of the assault thing, she decided to call a wellness check on me. She mentioned a firearm. I don't know what she said, but they sent the hit squad to my apartment. I had 20 plus cops circling my apartment, guns ready to pop me. And I, I know because I play so many dumbass video games, I can see military formations when they're right in front of me, like two feet away from where I'm sitting right now. I had like six people on my front door and I had a bunch of stuff on my, on my, on my uh, table. And I was just, I lucked out. I got very lucky considering what I look like. And I had, I, I was expecting them actually. I knew it was going to happen. So I was prepared for it. And so as soon as they knocked, I knew it was like, I was being swatted essentially. And I was like, hello officers. I've been expecting you guys. Rah, 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 rah. And so I was able to handle it. But if it was anybody else, it could have went, so sideways yeah, because my friend them. was mad that I didn't give her money. Yeah. Yeah. If I, if, yeah, if it was a different neighborhood, if I went, yeah, it, people would have died. Yeah. And she doesn't understand the gravity of that. And yeah, so, man. yeah. So that was, that was like mid February. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then since then, you gotta be smart enough I got to, to who, know who to mess around money with. Maybe. Yeah. 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 You can't it's be a, a disagreement. on that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, that's, yeah. it, I, I, it's Brett because is, it's people I care about. It's people I love. And, you know, I didn't think they would go like that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't love Brett when he started dealing with our money, but now I love him more than anything. <laughs> you should look you up. Go. There's lots of memes with go. skeletons that talk about backstabbers and fakes and stuff and how they'll kick you when you're down. You should oh. look through some of those memes. Oh, yeah. maybe. Those are some good memes. To look oh, yeah. At. Especially That's when my whole TikTok algorithm out. now. 
Hell my yeah. TikTok's a bummer now because my whole algorithm is other bummer stories. And I'm like, man, I hate life so much. They hate life. I hate life. Yeah. But I try to make positivity on my, on my TikTok. So. Well, that's good. Uh, well, we got, we, your calls to get like, to, we got some calls to get to. So oh, you oh, God dang it. Well, okay. So I have, I have plugs. Okay. So the end of it is that I lost money there and then I lost money in the stock market. And then my ex stole. She, she uh, extorted me for a lot of money, and so now I'm dead broke. And so I'm looking for, I'm very good at, at video editing. I can do like quick turnaround commercials, music videos, whatever you want in the local Columbus area. And also, also I'm broke. <laughs> so if you go to my, my TikTok and you want to, you know, tip from my. Yeah, what's your I TikTok? Make really good, uh, I make really good art house style, artsy music videos, and the algorithm doesn't like it very much, but I know there's people that like that stuff. That's what I, that's what I like. Uh, my, my TikTok is underscore echo 65. All right. I actually said it this time because the last few times I keep forgetting plugs, but yeah, well, all right. I people can get a hold get of calls. you. Thanks for calling, buddy. It's good to hear from you. Yeah. Thanks for the fellow update. cruiser. You'll make it you through. Know. All right. Thank you. you will get thank you for the last one. Yeah. Helps. Hey, no problem. Yeah, you. I love to laugh. But, I mean, it all- echo 65, everybody underscore echo 65. Okay, underscore echo. underscore echo sixty five on TikTok around the clock. Tickety tickety talk to art house stuff. Yeah, got to get that. So people want that. It's hip, man. It's coming back. Everything comes back. I need to do TikTok. I'm gonna TikTok go back is on. Fun. You know what I recently did with TikTok? I uh, followed a bunch of lawyer CE. I followed CEO lawyer. You okay. know, so now because I read this whole article about landlord TikTok. So now I just followed everybody that was landlord TikTok. So I'm learning about. Yeah, those are fun. Landlord. Oh, shit. See, that's the thing about TikTok. When you open it up. It just starts going. It just goes. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'll, I'll tell you the guy's name because uh, I don't remember what it's called, but I sent you the article about it. I want to play some of them on the oh, show. Oh, yeah. Some of the landlord. House hustle or some yes, shit. Yes. Yeah. Me. Okay. Here we go. I followed two accounts. Uh, CEO lawyer and comrade MCK. Okay. Those are the only two accounts I follow. I should follow street fight and you. Yeah. Street fight is me. Okay. I'm following street fight now. I think we're going to have comrade Michaela call in tonight. No, I talked to her though. She called in once. Did she? Oh, I guess like last week. I thought we we're going to have a call again. Maybe I thought something we else. should. Sorry. We should have her call in that next week. All right. You ready? Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh oh. Hello, skeleton. Rattle me bones. Ah, hey, hey, what's uh, up? Me? Can y'all can y'all hear me? Yeah, uh, we can hear you. What's I am up? I'm not a skeleton. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's Dave from Oakland. Uh, I got kind of a, a good street fight story for y'all from like back when I used to work at a gas station. What's up, uh, man? Long time, first time. All Not right. much. Uh, just kind of hanging out on a Sunday night, doing that that whole thing. Um, but kind of related to like the last dude's call. Uh, I used to work at this gas station, and back then it was like six bucks an hour or something. Uh-huh. And I remember, uh, man, I remember like the people that got hired like a month after me got seven bucks. So I like Ooh. I went to the boss and I was like, "Hey, these people that are doing the same thing, like they make a dollar more than me." Can we, uh, you know, square that up? And they were like, uh, nah, we don't do that. Whoa. I was like, really? Like, yeah, 
No, that's, that, I mean, I guess that's pretty standard, right? Like, they don't bring the existing employees up to the new hiring rate, right? Like, that's, I feel like that's pretty normal across the board. Yeah, um, um, yeah, I've seen it happen in some places. But yeah, one month later is kind of like, come on, do I have, do I have to quit and then get re fucking hired? Then you know, yeah, I always thought that they did. Well, I guess that was what. That's one of the things I've always I've thought about, like uh, uh, minimum wage, where it's like, well, if they raise the minimum wage, then everybody would be making just that much more than they have but i guess they don't do that i didn't know i i i mean i guess i did know because it happened to me every time but since nobody talks about how much they make you've, it's fucking impossible you know to know what anybody's making but when you see the starting pay and you make less than that that sucks yeah right and so like you're at a, a gas station alone with like all this stuff and you're like all right well i'm gonna like find a way to make up that extra 50 cents an hour, you know? Hell yeah. Maybe, Hell yeah. maybe grab something. They maybe got not. some of the best yeah. stuff to steal, but like really did it have hot dog roller, hot dogs and shit like that? Did you have all that stuff? Cause that seems like the only stuff you could really steal from a gas station. We didn't have roller hot dogs, but we had um, like, you know, pizza in the spinny thing. <laughs> Ah, okay. Did you have tornadoes? So, like, I, could make, I could make myself a pizza and just anything. Yeah, the unfortunate uh, no tornadoes, just just pizzas for some reason. The only uh, the unfortunate thing about that gas station pizza is that it's like really bad. Like it's as bad as pizza gets. You know, it's abysmal. Like, it's yeah, yeah. I, I don't like, even know if I can. When you're a broke college student though, and it's and it's fresh. It's and it's bad. pizza. Yeah, like, and it's pizza. It, it's, it's just kind of like you know when you're in yeah. your fucking twenties, dude. It doesn't matter. The it, it, pizza is just so good. You're just like ready for pizza. It doesn't matter if it's Lil C's. I mean, matter. I'm I'm still ready for pizza all the time. <laughs> I know, I know. Me too. Me too. That's part of my problem. Is that I'm always ready for a pizza. Oh. I mean, when I do the cheat day thing, it's be pizza every time. So what's up? Are you are you have you been dieting long enough to have a cheat day yet? No, I I will not be doing that until no. <laughs> sometime at the end of the week. Like, because I usually do diet. If I'm dieting or I'm trying to eat better, I do six days on, one day off. And then on that one day off, it... it yeah, that's that's a jam. And then on that one day off, though, it, it slowly becomes more normalized. Like, some weeks, it's like on that one day... On the first few weeks on that one day off, I'll just fucking slaughter all of the process i've made progress i've made but over time that one day off gets to be more reasonable because you're more reasonable throughout the week and you've kind of readjusted your situation totally i thought y'all might enjoy the way i quit that job though because it was kind of fun how'd you Uh, quit so like oh yeah so i used to work like a two to ten shift and they had been doing this thing where they would give people surprise double shifts. Like you'd show up and they wouldn't have anybody scheduled after you. Um, and they pulled that shit on me and I had like, I was in college. I had a test the next morning. So like I do my two to 10 shift. I like, I talk to the manager and I'm like, Hey, I don't see anybody on the schedule after me. And the guy's like, Oh, don't worry. I definitely got somebody coming in. They're not on there, but like, you know, I got somebody, I got you covered. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know about this. Uh, so like I do my two to 10 shift, uh, 10 comes around, nobody shows up. Uh, 10 30 comes around. 
nobody shows up. Yeah. So like, I can see what's going on here. I start calling, I call that guy, the manager. And he's like, well, I don't know. I, I had somebody, I, I don't know why they didn't show up. And I was like, I was like, dude, you need to get in here. Like, I can't, I'm not doing this overnight for six bucks an hour. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you think, um, do you think he had somebody so, for real? Like, do you maybe, think that he told I really you, don't think so. And here's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking already is like that there's no way he had somebody. He just knew that once he got you in the situation, you were stuck. Yeah, I think so. Cause they had like, they had done it to other people and they just did it. Um, which like, I feel super bad for my coworkers that have had to, had to have done that before. But the other wrinkle there too, is that that guy, like that manager's tenure at that store was officially over at midnight. So he probably just didn't give a fuck at all. Right. No, hell no. Uh, so yeah. So I call him and he's like, well, I can't come in. My job ends at midnight. And it, you know, this is like 1130 at this point. I'm already a couple hours over. So I called the manager whose job is like the one who told me I couldn't get an extra dollar an hour, you know, whose job is supposed to start like at midnight. And I'm like, you need to get in here. Or you need to like call somebody or something. And she was like, I can't come in because then I'll be tired in the morning when I have to work. <laughs> what? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's my problem that's too. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which is kind of what I said. And so I, I like hung out a little longer. I called some other people uh, and I ended up talking to this like disgruntled assistant manager who was just like, yeah, that's bullshit. We got to put a stop to this. And she showed me where all the like the keys were. And so I shut this 24 hour gas station down, like shut down the pumps, locked the doors, just went home and went to sleep. Wow. Uh, got up the next morning, like, you know, did classes and all that, like, came strolling in at noon to give him back the keys and oh my God, were they pissed? Like <laughs> they missed the morning rush hour. Uh, it was awesome. My coworkers who like, um, who were supposed to work in the morning, like they didn't really care. They were just laughing, but that yeah. manager was so mad. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. No, yeah. it, was, it was nice. Uh, yeah. You got to stop. Yeah. Like if, if I went in, like, if you're qu- uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I thought I, I, I want to hear uh, the next part. Oh, you're good. I just went in the next like Wednesday or something when the manager was there and I was like, Hey, do you have me on the schedule this week? And she was like, no, I was like, don't ever put me on the schedule again. <laughs> like just like left with my check. <laughs> I, I badass. Yeah. I love saying uh, that's a good way to say it. It is like, Every time I've ever gotten fired, they've said, you're not going to be on the schedule anymore. Like, that's usually the way I get fired, <laughs> you know, where it's like, well, that's, I mean, that's, you got to say the words, you know, that's how I've always felt is it say the fucking words, because if you don't say the words, then I'm just going to keep coming to work and expecting to get paid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> bosses are cowards that's why they say terminated too they just don't want to say fired they never want to say you're fired they're like afraid to say it oh yeah or it's like or it's like oh you know sorry we just we just don't have the work for you anymore you know yeah 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 I wish we had some work yeah just the, yeah the work isn't in there you know it's it's yeah, it's always like not a year fired. So I like the way you quit. That is that's incredible. That's really cool. 
Oh yeah, I thought y'all might enjoy that. I think it's like it predates Street Fight, but I was like, that is very much. I feel like a Street Fight thing. It is. Like, just close the shop and walk out. Yeah, I mean, you had no choice. I, I know yeah, what they were trying. Jail. What? You can't go to jail for that. Yeah, and what they were trying to do was bullshit. And I know they do that at a lot of places like gas stations or like uh, 24-hour restaurants and stuff. I've seen it happen a bunch at Waffle House when you're just there late at night and you can tell somebody decided not to come in and one person's working. Yeah, and, they're, yeah, and they're stressed as fuck. Yeah, very stressed. <sighs> and people are yelling at them and shit. So... So they like I think a lot of bosses Dude, do that shit. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for calling in. I don't know how like oh. I don't know how a manager can like go home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no worries. No, like, no, go ahead. I don't know how a manager can like go home and sleep. Yeah, I don't <laughs> either. But uh like, how, can you, how can you go home and sleep like knowing that, you know? Oh, because you you didn't have to do it is the thing. That, <laughs> I I think that's what it yeah. is. Is it's like, well, I didn't have to do the shift, so I'll be sleeping very well tonight because I won't be at the gas station. <laughs> oh, the, I forgot about the best part about this too. Like, I was all right. Like, I got a job at a bar being a bouncer. Like three weeks later or something, which was like a way better job. Badass job and too. Badass. I think like job. three or four months later. Oh yeah, yeah. That shit like. What a terrible job to give a 19-year-old, but it's so much fun. Yeah, and when um, you tell people what you do, they like, think you're a badass immediately. That's the thing. I always thought, like, man, if I could get a job as a bouncer for, like, six months, then, like, or three months even, then for the rest of my life, when I tell, like, real macho dudes, like, yeah, back when I was a bouncer for three months, they're like, damn, dude, you're, you're pretty badass, dude. <laughs> you're a bouncer? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You were a bouncer? Like you would bounce people out of a that's, fucking bar? That that's the way to do it. It is, right? You want to be one of those like short-term bouncers. Like just do it for like a year because like you don't want to be one of those old guys with a ponytail and a bunch of stab marks, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Just, is like, bouncer a cool up, job? Man. Is bouncer as cool as I think it is? No. 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 It is. So it is when you're like when you're really young and it's like, this was like a, uh, like a neighborhood, uh, like towny country bar. So like a lot of nights I just got to sit at the bar and like point at people and be like, Hey, come on over here. Uh, <laughs> and not even have to like go stand by the door. But yeah, no, it's, it's not something I would want to do now, you know? No, I I'm going to be a bouncer. I'm going to become a bouncer this summer for one month so that, yeah, then I'll be telling, <laughs> then I'll never stop telling people I was a bouncer and then I'm all set to be a tough guy for the rest of my life. That's all it takes, dude. MMA fighter, Put that in your bouncer, uh, uh, and then, you know, troops, but I don't want to go the troops direction, obviously. You know, I want people to think I'm a badass. Put that though. in your, put that in your rider for a live show, man. Uh, just tell tell the venue like I need to be a bouncer for like two hours. Yeah, I want to be the bouncer uh, when I'm not on stage. I'll bounce. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Thanks for calling it. I'll just bounce from the here, stage a little bit. I'll bounce from the stage to tell you the truth. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're out of here, buddy. Oh I yeah. Wish I was a bouncer when we were at that Vegas show. Yeah, you're in. I'd have fucking kicked the whole audience out. <laughs> 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 I'm, uh, all right well thanks for having me y'all. yeah thanks uh, for calling have a good night to oakland yeah I got to we want to golden bull come back <laughs>
We want to. Trust me. Yeah, we'll definitely It'll happen. be in Oakland. I mean, we're going to be in Oakland sometime, for sure. That's so... So, no. you should become a bouncer for a little bit, too. That'd be make you badass. I don't, I'm not big enough. Yeah, you are. I'm not. You're tough, though. You can be tough, right? You bite somebody's ear. Yeah, I yeah can, you bite people. I can bully drunk people, for sure. Yeah, that's what <laughs> bouncers just bite people and shit. You can <laughs> bite people? I don't think so. You just bite a guy. You know? I don't want to bite people. I think they but bite I'm, you. They bite you is the problem is they use their nails and teeth and shit. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, you can... Like, that is how you get out of a situation in a fight is you bite a mother. If you're willing, if you're the guy that'll bite somebody, you know, they're like, fuck, this guy's crazy. You know, I don't want nothing to do with him. That's my plan for the next time I get in a fight. If I ever get in another physical altercation again, I'm just going to fucking, I'm going to try to kick them in the nuts and I'm going to try to bite them. Okay. I'm gonna well, bite them anywhere I can get a hold of them too. Just fucking as hard as I can. I'll like draw blood. Catch their arm and bite into it, or wherever what? face, arm, leg. Okay. Dude, the second you do it, they're like, I don't want to fuck with this guy no more. You know, because okay. I don't want to get in any more fights for the rest of my life. Good luck. And I don't want them to last. If I do get in one, I don't want it to last long. Okay. I want them to fucking think they've they you know you've you've happened upon a junkyard dog. You know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't... Okay, but I don't know what to say. Just letting you know. I mean, sticking your head out to go bite somebody is not not the best strategy. You gotta grab them. Right. You know what I mean? They might not just let you do that. You know, they might they might actually do something else instead no, you of grab, let you grab them. But, like, that's my other theory of this. Okay. Is that, like, you have to, like, over first of all you only have to fight people smaller than you because you don't want to be fighting people bigger than you you know okay yeah and you just gotta be a bouncer bouncers got you gotta be able to to chop down a big man that's true that's true and you just gotta fucking like swarm on you know like oh like a grizzly bear and then you just start fucking chewing on them okay people in the chat are taking notes so they can are they saying they want to chew on a guy yeah yeah you just got fucking just take a take a chunk out of them, and then they're like, "Whoa, okay, huh, yeah." Huge piece, cut, take a huge bite of flesh out of them, spit it out. When the blood runs down your face, and then you yell like, "I never felt more alive." <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> I mean, like you probably keep the bar pretty secure if you pulled that maneuver <laughs> on anybody that fucked around. Yeah, they had a huge piece of flesh taken out of them. Yeah. And he spit it out, and you fucking say something like I just said. Yeah. Oh, fucking, I'm eating this guy. I'm going to fucking eat this guy. You know? <laughs> I'm immortal. <laughs> I'm, I want to fucking, I want to, I eat his fucking arm. <laughs> if you don't stay away from me, I'll fucking keep chewing. I don't care. I'll gnaw on this man. Yeah. You know? Like George the Animal Steel. I mean, he fucking won some matches, you know? All right, next call. Thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello, little skeleton. Oh, it's Zach. Hey, What's I up, Zach? I'm How's here. it going? Hey, good. So listen, I was in Chicago recently on a road trip. Cool. So I was listening to the radio, and because I'm a big fan of Shocktober and all the man cow stuff, I didn't really know much about that. And then when I learned about the phone scams, I was really taken with it. <laughs> and I didn't end up hearing any man cow in Chicago, but I just 
going through the FM dial, like whatever the morning show was, I, I turned it on and there was a guy and he was like, uh, Hey, listen, I'm calling because, and this is real embarrassing, but I'm calling because, you know, I work at this pawn shop and, uh, you just, uh, dropped off a, uh, Babe Ruth, uh, signed autographed, uh, baseball, right? And the guy's like, yeah, why are you calling me about my Babe Ruth signed autograph baseball? Okay. I got to like, stop you. I well, got to my- stop you real quick. This is the problem now with phone scams is there's just not even a veneer of realism to it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like if you were going to prank call a guy, right, about his Babe Ruth signed baseball at the pawn shop, <laughs> you would have to do so much exposition on that you know what i mean that's my problem with man cow every time it's like god damn dude you don't fucking have to write a novel to do a prank phone call you know really people just want to hear you go like poopy 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 and like hang up the phone or whatever you know what i mean like people aren't trying to hear a fucking novelization of a exchange that happened at a pawn shop a quite humorous event (laughs) yeah they fucking i heard before I heard you guys play the uh, the man cow stuff, I was used to like jerky boys, where it's like funny and there's not these stupid stories about it and but, everything. And you know what the but jerky boys in do in Chicago? I heard you know what the, the jerky boys. Let me explain the jerky boys though for 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 you and the reason they're funny sure. is like that. It's very apparent that when the jerky boys did a prank call, they just wrote a bunch of funny lines, and then when they called. It was just like, I'm just going to say as many of these funny lines as I can say to until they hang up. Writing a serialized, writing a story means that you have to get through so much stuff to get to the funny line, you know? Absolutely. At one point in the prank call, he had the fake... Uh, ball owners say, I hate you in a way that felt very man cow and very fake. It was just, so I feel like Chicago, like, a, like an anchor man, continues thing. his legacy lives on. Hell yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you this. Uh, I don't know how to get the job, but there are actually websites. Me and Chris are looking into get, getting on one of these things, but there are prep websites that just give you the other side of the prank call. So, like, you have the other side of the prank call, and then you fill in your side of the prank call, right? You get sound file? Yeah. I can't even. It's got one side of the prank call. So, when the guy said, I hate you, it, it it's just like they're giving you the broadest, most vague, like, answers. So, that then your side is like... Oh, you know, uh, your baseball, I found it in somebody's asshole or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Right. And Yeah. Yeah, they react. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You can. Uh, me well, and Chris want to join one of those sites, but the problem is you need radio call letters, which I guess we have. Yeah, but uh, yeah, w- yeah. yeah, but I think that they they vet all that stuff. But we'll we'll see if we can. It's called Prep Burger is the big one, and they also write uh-huh. the parody songs. That's where like oh the parody songs for like morning zoo shows come from. The prank calls, they fucking do celebrity interviews where they just have the celebrity, like, 
ta- answering questions and then you ask the questions okay. to the celebrities so they'll give you those wow. so that you can interview Melissa McCarthy, you know. Every radio every radio station in the country has got you know, fucking Ellen DeGeneres and, and they like are just interviewing them. And, and like, she's like, Oh yeah, yeah. This was a fun movie to make. You know what I mean? Like, and they give the answers and then you just ask them the questions and it's like, it's a whole, they also come up with all your news stories that you talk about. Like, and they give you a few funny ideas for each news story. It's like, Oh, here's a funny news story about a pizza delivery man that, you know, tripped on his dick or something like that and, and was injured. And then it's like, maybe, you know, it's funny that he had a big dick. Maybe this, maybe that. You know what I mean? Like, they, they like, they basically make your radio show for you. And I can guarantee you that that's what you heard. You heard a show that uses a prep service, which I really need to get. I want to get hired on one to be one of the improv guys that gets prank called where I can just be like, oh, you got me that's crazy what a phone scam you know <laughs> you you're not telling me that you just uh you cleaned off the peanut butter off the babe ruth ball with mountain dew or something like that yeah 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 you did that all you got to do is stuff like that and then boom you're set up i just i don't get but uh i don't understand wanting to do i don't understand wanting to use somebody else's prank call like i can't even figure that out I guess you're on the radio, so you're supposed to do prank calls, but you're stupid. Uh, the other thing that I have a concern about is when you're listening to like a light rock station, whatever, you know, in between the songs and the commercials, there'll be a part where it's like, uh, this voices of the listeners being like, I just love the variety. They play songs that you don't hear usually and yeah. stuff like that. But like they make it sound as though like they're actually the like the it's just actors saying it. It's interns. But they make it seem what is that? I hate it. It's interns. You know what I'm saying? And like people well, in accounting and and sales. Something I'll tell you. I mean, people. You can tell people what to think. Like if if you just have some some crabby sounding mom say it picks me up in the afternoon then some other crabby <laughs> mom will be like it picks me up in the afternoon too yeah i mean that's the whole conceit behind laugh tracks on tv shows was that like they told you when to laugh and it worked a lot of times like you know the most popular i, I mean the big bang theory has a laugh track and it's not funny at all but it's no. maybe the most popular sitcom of the past like 10 years or whenever it was on. But, but like people, the laugh track makes people think that it's funny. I don't know why. I don't know how that works, you know? But, uh, for some reason, the laugh track makes people, makes people think that the joke was better. And, you know, it works on me too. If, if I'm in a movie theater seeing a comedy movie and everybody's laughing, I'm a hundred times more likely to laugh than I am sitting on my couch watching the same comedy movie, you know? Sure. Ah, it's got the best variety. Oh. It's got the, they play the, <laughs> they play the best songs of yesterday and today. Like, like a listener would and say today. that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like 80s, 90s and today. Like if you hold a microphone up to a random person on the street's voice and you're like, what does this radio station sound like? They're not going to say anything positive. 
It is crazy to li- I, I will agree with you though. It is crazy to listen to FM radio now because it is like such a fucking. It is like dead. It is just a wasteland. It's just really funny too because you flip through and like you can find out who still listens to FM radio, and it seems like a lot of Spanish speaking people. Yes, and oh, a lot yeah, of I was Christian jamming that people. the other day. Yeah, and. It- it yeah, is they, Christian and Spanish speaking people. I found it is. It is, in, especially in the major more cities. Than their I like the soul soul stations, like the throwback population. classic R and B stations. Oh, I get down with those. I like the guys that let people do dedications to like their. Oh, I love those. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Quiet storm sorts of things, you know. Yeah, I turned on Blitz, the hard rock station. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I had to shut it off. The songs were too bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you're listening to now this era's Blitz yeah. Rock, and it's like, ooh, buddy. Well, lots of also just tired, hacky throwback songs. Yeah, yeah. Like she fucking hates me. Still plays on there three times a day. Oh, I love that one. I'm, I know that. I know what that one's about now. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a get down for me. I scream that one on the inside of my new Prius. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Oh, Anytime cool. I get to talk about radio. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I get to talk about radio. I do. I do. Uh, I love flipping around on the radio sometimes. It's bizarre. It doesn't last. You can't, you can't just like only listen to the radio in your car, but I can get a few hours out of being like, what is this bizarre fucking radio station? And these, they're, they're DJs. And you know, when you go to different yeah. cities and shit, when I drive, like he said, he drove to Chicago and listened to their stuff. I love to jump on the radio whenever we're on the road and hear, you know, weird shit. I like hearing local. I like hearing DJs for sure. Yeah. Like I can't get enough of like, you know, if you're driving, especially in the morning on the road, like find a local hard rock morning show just so you can hear what the fuck they're up to. Cooter and Scrooge. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Loper and Randy. Yeah. Yeah. I should check them out because they release their show in podcast form. I think. Yeah. I yeah, should check see. it out and, and we'll see. see what they're doing. All right, last call. The one, one to end them all. Loper has a supreme fanny pack. Mm, bothers me. Those are cheap to get from China. Those are very commonly bootlegged. <laughs> but I don't know. Probably not. They're also, you know, who knows? I just see a lot of them. Yeah. Hey, what's hey, going on? Thanks for, thanks for calling. Hi, this is uh, Tim from Northern California. His name. Hey, Tim. How's it going? What's going on, Tim? Good. Um, I want to tell you guys about the new job I'm starting. Okay. Um, I'm, a, I'm a registered nurse, and uh, I left the VA, and I'm going to work for Dignity Health at a, a hospital here in Northern California. Uh-huh. And I'm going through orientation, and uh, I just want to tell you, share a few things about starting. Oh, 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 we're, we're losing, losing you. you right when you were going to tell us. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, we got uh, you. We got you. We, we didn't hear what you were going to tell us, though. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to try to keep still and not lose the signal. Um, I'm uh, a new, I'm a nurse. I'm starting a new job for Dignity Health, a hospital here at Northern, uh, one of many hospitals Dignity Health owns in Northern California. Uh-huh. And, uh, it's it, they call it like the golden handcuffs working for dignity health because oh, the pay is good 
but it, it, it's so it kind of just ties you into well, working there. You know, it's a very shitty place to work for. Right. Um, it, like if you get used it, to it, it can be a life. It can be a long term thing. Yeah, exactly. They lock you in. Um, and hospitals are pretty hard places to work for. Um, uh, I spent a lot of time in hospitals, but just probably the last year, uh, I worked like an outpatient uh, setting and at home health, but um, because of financial and health reasons, it's, you know, I, I got to start this new job at Mercy, or I'm sorry, Dignity Health to make some extra money and get better health benefits. It sucks how it works out, it works out that way, but uh, it's what's like, I guess, in our best, our family's best interest. But uh, I wanted to share with you guys my experience. I just had my first week of orientation um, at Dignity Health. And um, Dignity Health is like, if you're thinking about uh, working for corporate, like working for like big business corporate, like uh, I'm going to get a job for, at the best company in the, uh, in the country. Like that's like Dignity Health. Dignity Health is like super corporate hospital network. Um, they, um, do, they still kind of have like these like stupid policies that still stick around that to me as a socialist highlights, like, you know, like elitism and, and, uh, class separation. For example, um, one thing that pisses me off is, um, they still have like uniformity, uh, policies where every person who's not a doctor that works for Dignity Health has to wear like a certain color code. Like nurses wear navy blue. Um, lab lab people wear bright red. Um, respiratory therapists wear black blue. I mean, this look like a bunch of goddamn Skittles, like a pack of Skittles running around the hospital. Um, and I really don't know, understand why. Um, I'm in I'm in grad school uh, for be, trying to become a nurse practitioner. And these, these kind of things like piss me off. And so I looked up the evidence and uh, there's no evidence that shows that having like uniformity can help people become better decision uh, makers because they just see a color and they, they expect you to react, react in a certain way. Um, it's like untrue. Um, so I really don't understand why they do it other than just to be like, I don't know, to create like class separation or something. It doesn't make sense. Doctors can wear whatever the fuck they want uh, when they go to work, um, but so, everyone else has to wear a particular color. Yeah, it sounds like a holdover from a really old ass thing to me. Yeah, doctors can wear Jenkos to work. It sounds like um, it just seems <laughs> like they hired some sort of mumbo jumbo guy to come in to reorganize their company in the seventies. And was like, people need to be put in boxes. We got to categorize everybody. Everybody's got their own color. You know? I didn't they know. Just came, like the color system is some book from 1968. I really didn't know that. Like, I yeah. just thought you got to pick your scrubs. I was always like yeah, I really I interested. In, we're not interested, but I would always be like, those are some tight. Those SpongeBob scrubs aren't too bad. <laughs> yeah, you know? I'd be like, oh, Snoopy scrubs. That's definitely what I would wear if I was a nurse. <laughs> yeah, whenever I go to the hospital, yeah. I'm always checking out like what kind of scrubs people are wearing. And yeah. then I'm like, damn, I wonder if they make like Snoopy as the Red Baron. Like, yeah. that's some 
fresh ones. Or like, wonder if they make Chester Cheetah scrubs. Yeah. I, that's what I would wear, Chester <laughs> Cheetahs. <laughs> Just look at fucking fly in my Chester Cheetahs. Or if they make uh-huh. like 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 leopard print or like yeah like I just I want people to like really I I've <laughs> always felt this way like I like restaurants where they don't have uniforms more like infinitely more than restaurants where they do have uniforms you know and like I like places where people can bring a little bit of their self yeah into what they wear to work. Yeah, it's like, oh, thank God a Garfield yeah. fan is here. I feel a lot more comfortable now. I would feel comfortable <laughs> with that. You know, Powerpuff Girls, Mojo Jojo. Or you just, know? yeah, a nice festive, just like a turkey <laughs> one for Thanksgiving. You know? uh, yeah, a turkey. Yeah, yeah. Right around Halloween, you could wear ones with like Jason's on them and Freddy's on them. <laughs> You know what I mean? You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe a bunch of Mike Myers floating heads all over yeah. your scrubs. Maybe even one that looks like you got slashed by a Freddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like a big wound. Like a like big a... wound across the chest. Like, damn, I got you, you won't believe this. You're in here because you have a kidney stone, but I got slashed by a Freddy. And then be like, oh, I was just fucking with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fun. It brings yeah. some lightness to the hospital, to yeah. dignity health. You come out, you come yeah. out from your anesthesia and you're like, Oh, you got Freddie. You're like, No. <laughs> no. I'm glad you're awake. Like I'm in hell. Glad you're awake. Your reflexes are good. The, yeah, these are just some funny scrubs I got at the scrub yeah, yeah. store. Brett, let's get into yeah, the scrubs biz. The funny dude. scrubs biz. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe even yeah. make ones. Oh, dude, I just thought of ones where you put a brown spot, like, on the butt area. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's dude, funny. That? It's a joke, though. Like, as a no. joke. It's like a whoopee cushion. That's, That's too much. <laughs> might be. Yeah, but some people, like, have a real dark sense, a funny sense of humor. <laughs> also, you know? it doesn't make me into that. It would make people feel better about themselves because they're like, well, at least I'm not that guy, that shitty ass nurse I saw earlier today. The nurse walking around with white scrubs with a huge shit spot on the back. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, yeah, I, I wouldn't be into that one or like a hyper color, even hyper color. I found a website mm-hmm. that you can get shirts made hyper color, like you can get hyper color sh- shirts <laughs> with stuff printed on. Them. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I want to show this to Brett, but then I didn't because they probably are too expensive. They're not union, name. but like, yeah, me and Brett are going to get into scrubs business now. We're gonna, that's where we're going to make our million. Oh, you should do it. Um, well, uh, there's uh, uh, probably a market to corner for male nurses because uh, there's like a lot of like nursing fashion industries out there, but they're all catered towards uh, uh, women. But you know, it's justifiable because I think like only like less than ten percent of the nurse workforce are male. Uh, but I got uh, you. I, buy, like, I got uh, you. Like like shit that caters towards me. Yeah, like with cowboys on it or like no, you can do a western shirt. Yeah, yeah. we can do a race <laughs> jacket. We can make it look like a racing jacket. Racing. Like you're sponsored. Yeah, football teams. You know, you get some football teams. Maybe well, you get even an Ozzy Osbourne one. <laughs> oh, just some yeah. Ozzy Osbourne scrubs. I, I would start wearing scrubs if they did this. Yeah, they, well, I have a uh, I have a baseball scrub, ooh. and I have um, sometimes I I wear it deliberately to try to like trigger like right wingers or something. But I, I wear a lot of uh, union scrubs, like uh, major, uh, unions like California nurses association, uh, wow. United, uh, nurse, uh, uh, shit, national nurse United, which is like the largest national nurse union. So these are, they're like in bright red too, with like, uh, yellow colored fonts. So it's kind of like, 
screaming in your face. Well, I'm just trying to like get. Sorry, me and Brett are looking <laughs> trying to, make... to get a reaction out of the boomers. Me and Brett are looking to make some money, so we're going to also make MAGA scrubs. Just some make America great again scrubs. Oh, the, you know, and uh, Biden. I'm afraid scrubs. they already exist. And also some RBG scrubs. That's no, where no, we're gonna fucking out. rake RBG. in the cash. Oh yeah, Reno, you know, yeah, those will go. Those will sell. Luke Bader things. Ginsburg scrubs. Um, One that looks like her head is just like right here on your shoulder. Have you seen those car decals they made? <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. Dude, they, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. They made car decals that make it look like Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in your back seat. So oh, like you can it's like stick it on the back window. And it's like, no, it's her. I mean, it's her whole face. You can like look right at her. Oh. It's wild. It's sad. It looks like she's looking out the window at you. And you're oh, like, like she's a kid in the very back? Like yeah. about to throw pennies? Yeah. Like what, what kind of... What 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 fucking sickness do you have, sir or madam? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a weird impulse. <laughs> Which is also no breaking bad scrubs. Those will probably yeah, make a buck or two, dude. And Sopranos oh, yeah. ones. Sopranos ones. Or or <laughs> I just thought of one Scarface. scrubs that look like a zoot suit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It, Pinstripes. Well, with the Sopranos collection, you'd get the bowling shirt style, and then you'd also get like the uh, fancy like Versace shirt style, like yeah. the Furio wore. It says Bada Bing on the back. It's got the Bada <laughs> yeah. Bing logo on the back. So the bowling shirt like is a Bada yeah. Bing, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. The Furio shirt's oh. a good idea, too. Yeah, we're going to make some scrubs. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, we're fucking already. Pivot. We got our stimulus. We're going to put it in the- new business ventures. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, bowling one, that's a brilliant one. Yeah. Um, to, uh, I wanted to, going quick thing about the, the uniformity thing and, and, and workers, uh, and I found in my graduate studies, I don't know if this is true, non-healthcare worker. Oh, you're breaking uh, up. But in my research. Wait, oh, shit. You're back. No, we got um, you. You're back. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I don't know if this is true for non-healthcare workers, but in my, my grad school studies, uh, the evidence shows that if you allow people to pick their own fucking scrubs, they're happier and and indirectly like uh, more efficient and safer. They have like less like adverse events, like like basically our term for mishaps. Yeah, um, it just makes people happier if you give them that kind of liberty as workers. Even though there's like no like it's not like you're necessarily getting paid more, but to have the kind of freedom to wherever the fuck you want to work um, makes people happier and better workers or uh, makes them happier at their jobs, I guess. Yeah, oh, I don't know if it's all for healthcare uh, workers. We're yeah. going to put that in our ad copy, actually. That's something we're going to actually put in the ad copy for the scrubs business. Yeah, say he wants to go to a disgusting hospital <laughs> where everybody's just wearing bland green coveralls and everything's yeah. all like, yeah. you know, surgical. We need a little bit of pop of color in here. Yeah, you know? yeah. We need, we yeah, need, they, we need like, Christmas scrubs. Patients, Christmas patients scrubs. want you to be. They want their experience to be like more personable. Yeah, and they don't feel that way when everyone's like a fucking drone, dressed like a like a drone in the factory. I agree. It, it with is you. a unique place because yeah, you you're wearing the same. You have you have a you do have a uniform that like it it has to be a certain material cut and all of that but like the fabric is like eh why not why not have it be something that makes you feel good you know what i would do if i worked at a hospital this is just a little thing i would do for myself you know is i would get one of those long uh uh doctor jackets but i wouldn't like i would just wear Mm -hmm. it into work 
you know? Like, no, this is my personal jacket. And then take it off. It's like, <laughs> you know? yeah. like, if somebody stopped you, I was like, wait, you're not a doctor. You're like, I know, I'm taking it off. This is my personal jacket I wear outside of work. Yeah, you know, I just like how personal feels. jacket. I get a really sick lining for it. Get a really good lining. So when you can flash it open. Yeah, yeah. And then you just take it off and fucking yep. put it in the locker when you get into work. But you just, when you walk in, you get all the like, hey, the it's a doctor. doctor. You know, hello, doctor. And you're like, yeah, that's me, doctor, doctor, dude. You know, oh, that's a good scrubs, though. We'll get scrubs that say doctor, dude. (laughs) You know, that's what I just thought of off the top of my head. Doctor, dude. Hey, it's doctor, dude. (laughs) I'll let you you guys go. Do you mind if I plug my friend uh, really quick? No, go for it. Uh, he, he goes by T-Top Wreckers. Uh, Wreckers. Uh, he, um, <clears throat> his name's Steven. I wouldn't know about you guys uh, if it weren't for him. Uh, he, every Sunday night uh, at 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, he uh, has his own two-hour show on North State NPR, National Public Radio. Like the lo- He does the local show from 9 to midnight, and he calls it Tapita Lucida. And it's just basically... Uh, uh, a shuffle of experimental techno, very interesting music. But but every Sunday night he has a, a show on North State National Public Radio in Northern California. Capital uh, Lucida, check, uh, tune in. It's a great 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 way to end the week. Nice, thank Happy you, you yeah. guys. Thanks. Appreciate it. Have a good night, Thanks, Stephen, for telling him telling him your friend. Yeah, hell yeah, goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. Hey. You know, right. I thought of all these scrubs now, man. I'm gonna have these in my head the whole fucking time. Yeah, you know? they're so fun. I know the all the ideas we have. I'd love somebody to get me a lookbook of different scrubs Ooh, that yeah. we've we've come up with already. I will buy the Doctor Dude ones because I like that fucking like image. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know <laughs> what color? Uh, those probably gotta be like. We're we're either talking black or like loud. You know what okay. I mean? Like Doctor Dude probably wears Hawaiian. It'd be Hawaiian. Okay. Print yep. scrubs. Doctor, and that's what he wears. You know, I'm well, writing all we- the. I'm I'm actually in my Google Docs right now writing like time to write the TV show Doctor Dude because we haven't had a good Doctor show since Scrubs. Yeah, went it's away. Time. And it's time. And, but, like, instead of being like Scrubs where everybody's, like, in a bad mood and angry all the time, these people are going to be so happy. And mainly it's going to be because they get to pick their Scrubs. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the show, it'll tie up and be like, oh, hey, you know, you like the Scrubs in this show? <laughs> Have we're, I got the place for you? <laughs> we're going to make a sitcom called Dr. Dude. It's going to be about a hospital where they go in there and they and everybody talks about their scrubs and why they like them. Like I wore my Brutus Buckeyes scrubs today because I'm the that's my alma mater and I'm really proud to be an Ohio State Buckeye. Yep, and that's how I show my pride. It'll be like the ads for the t- the the radio shows. 
Yes. 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 And then right at the end of the show, it'll be like, hey, did you like the scrubs you just saw in this episode? That's how they'll do it, too, because that's a good way to do it. Because I'm sure a lot of people will be watching it. Nurses and doctors will be watching it and being like, oh, man, I wonder where you get those fucking Chester Cheetahs, you know? Or, yeah. Yeah. Or those, uh, uh, you know, there's all kinds of different things. You Towley can. from South Park. Towley from <laughs> South Park. Yeah. Where do I get those Towley ones? Because we're not going to pick like. Just any old brand. No, the good one. The people stuff we love. Yeah. Yeah. Deadpool. We'll <laughs> yeah. put Deadpool on there for sure. Yeah. I'll bet you there's already Deadpool scrubs. I'm wondering. Yeah. I, I don't know. This has to be. There has to be. Uh, somebody has to be in the market. They're not. Deadpool They're scrubs. I, I already thought of what the Deadpool scrubs would look like. Up near the chest area would look like titties. And then it'll be Deadpool on your stomach going like this. Booby, like he's boobs. all excited about boobs. Okay, you know? and he's got a fucking chimichanga. Yep, he's got a chimich chimichanga. I just, I don't know why that. I have a screenshot in my phone of Deadpool going like this and saying boobies. That I'm just like, one day, man, there's gonna come a reason for me to use this, and I'm gonna use it. One day, someone is going to wear that image in surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even one that like, says, "Hey, like, we're, we're relaxing too much." I'm sorry. Before I, I take that anesthesia, uh, what's he wearing that boobies thing for? Why does he have that? Is he cutting me open? <laughs> Maybe even one that says, uh, "You think you're having a bad day? I'm also a patient." You know what I'm saying? Like I escape. Oh, oh you know? yeah, yeah, um, yes. Just something like scrawled in letters, like crayon that says, "That says, don't tell anybody." I'm one of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a patient. Yeah. Yep. Yep. People all fucking love it, man. People are sick bastards. They are know? super sick. They People need are a, sick. They're in a bad way. They need a, just a real funny joke. They just need to see someone with like a saw trap. Yeah. Like they have a yeah. scrub with a saw trap all over the front of it. Yeah. Nurses love saw. Oh, God. That's yeah. one of the things. they Because they're like, that's how it would really happen if you. <laughs> no, they like, they like to correct the movie. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Like, no, that's not what happens when the tragus artery gets hit. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen one. Then they uh, stop it and they pause it and they tell their partner. Like, yeah. I've seen one of those before. And I just, it's not happening. That's not true. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we got a hit here. All right. We could probably do Scrub of the Month, maybe. Fuck, dude! Get it would be scrub of the day with us. We just have so oh, many fucking deal ideas, of the day, dude. Scrubs. Yeah, so many ideas. We'd have three hundred and sixty fucking. I'll tell you this right now, and this would be kind of our slogan at the top of the page. It would say three hundred and sixty-seven scrubs per year because it's like these motherfuckers are doing more than Extra. one a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, dude. We actually we do it like every twenty-three hours, which squeezes some extras. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People would go nuts for that. I'm I'm surprised no business has done that. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't think maybe people that uh, want to be nurses aren't sickos. They are sickos, though. Maybe. That's I don't know. Do I mean, it's worth a shot, though. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Okay. Hanky, the Christmas poo. Yeah. When you yeah. brought up Tally, it made me think of Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo. Oh, Peter Griffin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All of the greats. And I don't Brian, know how you use the. I mean, is this illegal? And well, but here's what we'll do. 
the chicken from Family Guy. Yeah. That Peter fights. Yeah. We won't do Peter because that probably costs more money. Okay. We'll do the chicken we'll that he fought. And everybody is like, oh, shit. I remember when he fought that chicken. That was crazy. Yeah, that was it. like three minutes long. We know? loved it. It was incredible. All right. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Maybe <laughs> oh, even, everything in the world. Maybe really. even scrubs that look like a Snickers bar. Okay. You know, it's just like the Snickers logo, like just the whole all over print, you know? Okay. So you look like a walking Snickers bar. You know what I'm saying? Like the candy wrap. People love Snickers, dude. Yeah, I've heard that. That's a, that's, it satisfies you. Yeah, it really does. I've got so many. I got, you know, we get Bryceus, get Wavy to make some scrubs. Okay. You know, that will That'll be, be one artist release, one, day. one of ones. Yep. Well, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supreme ones, of course, we'll get some of those. But then we'll also get like, you know, like serious ones too, you know? Yeah, like uh, what? Uh, I don't like, know, uh, like JFK. We'll get some JFK ones. Nonfiction, our new nonfiction line. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, we honor heroes. The dinosaurs, but with uh, uh, <laughs> dinosaurs, but with feathers. Like oh, dinosaurs, dinosaurs with feathers. Yeah, you know yes. what I mean? Not yeah. the fucking... We're, we're like, Roll up the yeah, P- we could, go ahead. Sorry. We could do T-Rex. You know what I mean? We could do the fucking regular dinosaurs, but we're doing the actually correct dinosaurs. Yeah. If you're a pediatrician and you rolled up into the room like that, they're like, what? Dinosaurs had feathers. You're like, well, let me tell you an interesting fact. Dinosaurs <laughs> did indeed have feathers. Yeah. Jesus ones. Just Oof. straight up. Just Jesus on them everywhere. Like all over. <laughs> okay. You know, so people could be, cause that's something like when you're at a hospital, you want to see Jesus, uh, you know, you think it would be helpful. I think it would help. Yeah. I think it would help with any operation you're doing. Maybe even for the real sicko fucking doctors is the COVID-19 like germ. Oh no. That would be for fucking like t-shirt hell type people. You okay. know, you remember t-shirt hell? Yeah. This yeah. Would be scrubs hell. Scrubs hell. We'd have a section of the website for like really edgy people, you know, where it's like, fuck, dude, this guy's fucking scrub pants are the twin towers, you know, each leg is a tower. Yeah. (laughs) You got a fucking plane coming down like the chest and stuff. That's, I just came up with that. Yeah. That'd be a hot fit. I'm sure you you would keep your job. (laughs) Freedom of speech, freedom of expression. Let people wear what they want. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing we're talking about here. I'm sick no of this more color cancel coding. culture. Yeah, stop you know? color coding. And this cancel culture about my scrubs ideas. I'm sick of it, you know? Yeah. We got to come out against cancel culture before we release the script. QAnon ones, you know. Okay. I guess Jeffrey Epstein ones, you know, for people like him. <laughs> sure. I mean, whoever's a customer. Well, thanks for listening to uh, our show, Street Fight Radio. Um, it's been a great 10 years. We'll be, you know, wrapping this up and, and investing in other more lucrative ideas uh, that you may have heard on the show recently. Uh, thanks for being here. Follow us on Twitter. We're Street Fight WCRS. Follow us on Facebook. We're Street Fight WCRS. Follow us on Instagram. We're Street Fight WCRS. Follow us on Twitch. We're Street Fight Radio. And uh, goodness gracious, I will be doing some more streaming. I'm going to have a lot more free time in my life. And uh, I have to play some catch up and talk about new stuff that's going on with Street Fight and where we're going next from here. But uh, that'll be coming to you soon. I just have to get my life together. 
Um, and I'm working on that. So we'll see you on Wednesday. Peace.